So there I was, out in Tenaris, fishing, and I caught a forty-pound gupper fish, and it went into my bag. Uh, no, 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 not that. No. What else we got here? Uh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. What about it? So there I was, in Orgamar, selling items to the vendor. And when I left, I realized that the vendor shortchanged me by fifteen copper. So I went back in, and I asked to speak to the manager. No, no, no. All right, what else? No, not that one. No, no. So there I was. Out in Swamp of Sorrows, picking weeds, when I see off in the distance a dwarf riding on his elite mount, and he rode right toward me, and went past. So there I was, out in Hellfire Peninsula, and a spaceship lands, and. And unicorns came out, and and they were wearing hula skirts. Okay, fine. You know what? Nothing happened. Absolutely nothing has happened of any consequence in the last three weeks. Okay? Are you happy? There, I said it. Nothing has happened. Ah, screw it. And welcome to For the Horde Radio. This is episode 18. Wow, 18. You know we haven't bought spells once at all? Man, that is going to be a really, really high bill. But anyway, this is episode 18. So thank you for downloading and listening. Welcome to everyone. And there, there we go. There we go. And as you heard from our illustrious opening, nothing is... That's not true. Things have happened. Just nothing noteworthy. You have those moments where just nothing really terribly noteworthy has happened. That I don't need to bore you for three minutes telling you that nothing has happened. Actually, that's not entirely true. Something has happened. Something which is what, well, I think, quite a feat. It has been a long time coming. Many of you, many of you have not been waiting with bated breath for this piece of news. But if you have, yes, at long last, the pink pally has turned 70. Yay. Woot and yay. Yes, at long last. For those who have come along with us, as I have regaled you with tales over the many shows we have here about the doings of the pink paladin, yes, he has finally hit 70. And I, for one, am very glad. But along those lines, I do have to share with you a couple of stories about the last leg of the pally turning 70. And also because I need, I must, it is a, a, an imperative thing 
that I have to do. I have to give a big shout out to the insane bot priest herself, Canny of Directionally Challenged, for helping the Pink Pally on the last leg of his journey to 70. And I know what she's doing right now. I know what she's doing. She's going, oh, God. Because every time we mention her, Big V and myself have brought up stories with, of course, our insane bot priest. She has fame by default. And I'm not so sure she's happy about that. Because every time she gets kind of brought up on a show, the next thing I hear when I go into to game is, oh, you brought me up again, huh? Thanks a lot for bringing that up. So she's probably not going to appreciate this, but, oh well, we have to bring it up. I'm sorry. You know what the other fun thing is about um, our, our our wonderful insane bot priest, the IPB, is a couple of you guys have come on over and joined up, which are actually challenged, which is awesome. But she, when she shows up, she comes in the game, <laughs> I find that people are, are like, you're real? Like I made her up. You you exist? Wow, I know you. You're the insane bot priest. Um, I'm not so sure she's happy with that title. Uh, sorry. But I do have to give a huge shout out to her for coming along and helping out the Pink Pally on his last journey. And it is this last couple of journey, this last leg of his journey that I'm going to share with you because we do have a couple of fun stories that tie in. First, so you know, I was three squares, blue squares, no less, three blue squares away from 70. Now, I had been, something as an aside here, to those of you who have done it or if you're approaching this threshold, when you reach about level 68... And this happened when 60 was the cap. When you hit 58, this was the cap, the, the situation. When you get to those last two levels, you get really focused suddenly. You may have been playing very casual. I mean, some people are just focused the whole 70 levels through. But for, for those who are like me, the casual player, who goes in and yeah, 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 you do quests. When you ding, you go, woohoo, I dinged. And that's it. Because 70 for the longest time is just so far away. It's like not worth getting excited over when you just get that one extra level. But about the time you hit 68, all of a sudden 70 is a reality. There is a light at the end of this tunnel that you can see. So you get real focused on your gameplay suddenly. And this is what happened to me. This happened actually to my main, and this happened again to the pally. I hit 68 and got real determined. And when I hit 69, I got real determined. So I set off. Pretty much it was an entire day of leveling him through 69. And I was very serious about it. I mean, I didn't paw. He didn't do anything. He didn't, like, foots around in the auction house. He didn't do a back. Battleground. He didn't even stop to wipe his nose. He did nothing. Okay. He, ju- I just pounded him quest after quest after quest after quest. You know, anything to get him as much XP for his time, which meant grouping a bunch of quests together. You know, how many can I do in this area? Okay, I can do this one, this one, this one, this one. And just trying desperately to get him there. Because especially at 69, you're really like, wow, I'm almost there. I'm almost there. So I'm down to three squares. I am three squares from 70. And our wonderful insane Bob Priest asks, do you need any help? Because she said, well, how far are you? I said, I'm three squares. Oh, do you need help? And I'm, yeah, anything to make this go faster. So we head out, we group up and head out to the other side of Blades Edge Mountains. Uh, For those who know Blades Edge Mountains, it's kind of in two sections or several sections, actually, where you have your main area that you get to after the scary spider cave. And then there's another cave you kind of have to go through, which is infested with a bunch of, I don't know what, bad guys. It's infested with bad 
bad guys. And they're meandering all over the place. So you kind of have to... Uh, by the way, if you haven't done it and you get to this cave, you know, it, it connects two areas together. Centurion Hold or Scenarian Hold or whatever the hell they're called. They're all hanging out out the front side, you know, doing nothing. <laughs> what else is new? They just stand there and say, yeah, you go ahead in. Knock yourself out. So that's what they're doing, and I really recommend you hop on your mount and ride the hell through. Easiest way to handle it. Unless you enjoy it, because they're in mobs and they're packed pretty darn tight. But some people like the challenge. I wasn't in the mood. I wanted to go to 70. So we tear through this cave and we get to the other side. Now I have a bunch of quests that I got to do on this other side. One of them, actually two of them, were in the same, uh, yet another cave. Many caves. And for those who have done it, you're going to know what I'm talking about. For those who haven't yet, a uh, bit of a spoiler, I suppose, but not really. It is, uh, there are two quests. One was the, the what I call the costume quest. You have to dress up in a costume that you get off these the bad NPCs and dress up as commander so-and-so and go get the secret plane, you know, over here, a secret meeting. Which is cool. As far as quest goes, that's pretty unique. And the other one that takes place in the same cave involves capturing ten black dragon whelps. No, not kill them, capture them. We go off to do these two quests. She had already done them, or... Oh, no, that was it. She she had done them on one of her many alts, but not on that particular one. And, of course, I'm, you know, they're chained, so I'm midway into the chain. Couldn't even share them with her. I felt bad that, you know, she's not getting anything for this. But she was wonderful and helped. But here is uh, the first part, which I... <laughs> kind of found a bit amusing. We go up to the cave. Now, it is infested up front with a bunch of NPCs walking around. There's there's quite a few of them in the way. So we get there. We get up to, you know, this is before you're even in the cave. We get up there, and I see a night elf hunter who's got three mobs on her. And in traditional, focused, horde fashion, we blow her off and pull the mob to the right uh, and say, hey, you pulled them, you deal with them. And I'm focused. I, I'm very focused. It's like, I got to get to 70. Sorry, chivalry is dead. So we take on this one mob. It's like, okay, let's clear out this guy. We'll clear to the right. Unfortunately, see, this is where karma comes in. Apparently, the hunter either feigned death or just croaked because all the NPCs go back to their original starting point which was real close to where we were fighting this other mob that we pulled, so they all aggroed. So we took our first guy down that we had pulled. I had two of the three. The insane bot priest had one. I wasn't that worried about her. She's 70. She can kick ass very well. So it's like, all right, I got these two guys. She's got that one. We're fine. Now, when usually I'm fighting more than one mob as in that nature, I drop my... <laughs> It's got its own name, but I, if you've noticed, if you haven't by now, I like to rename things. I rename things to, well, what I think they should be named. Not what Blizzard thinks they should be named, what I think. And this is one of those things, and it is a spell that a pally has, which I like to call the Holy Bomb. I don't remember what its real name is. I just know where it is on my toolbar and its icon. And I know what it does. And it releases holy damage on a bunch of targets in a certain area. And in a 20-yard, 30-yard radius for 10 seconds, 8 seconds, something. It releases holy damage. So it's nice... I like throwing it down when I have more than one mob, because then it's like, well, it'll start nipping away at this other guy's health in the meantime. Unfortunately, now it is one of those spells for like warlocks and mages, you, you will know what this is. You get that area of effect going on. Now, an interesting thing that walks through Blades Edge Mountains is a pack of three really pissed off trees. These are three really, really 
TPO'd trees. I mean, all they need are leather jackets and toothpicks hanging out of their mouths and singing songs from West Side Story. They really are, you know, just, they're upset. And they're upset with, not you, you're neutral. If you just kind of walk by, they're like, hi, how you doing? They're neutral to you, but they're really annoyed with the NPCs. And they make it known. They come meandering down as a tree will in their little threesome and go beat the hell out of these NPCs when they get there. Unfortunately, since I had the two mobs and my holy bomb is going off, um, I was in a bad spot and this pack of angry trees walked into my area of effect and went, oh, we're no longer pissed off at them, we're pissed off at you. So now I have the two mobs and three trees. And thinking, okay, not a problem. One, I'm I'm a geared pally. I'm 69, damn it. I got plate. I'm all right. And two, I've got a priest. I'm fine. So I, you know, I'm still chipping away. I'm, you know, making, making headway because this was before his respect. So he took really a long time to kill. He has been respect since. That's another story. Anyway, he was taking a long time to bring anything down. But he's, you know, he's doing all right. He's chipping away at him, you know. And I'm watching my health, and the health is going down. Now, of course, you know, for those who do know, when you're fighting multiple mobs like this, especially a pally, even though you can heal yourself, you really don't want to take time away to do that. But I'm thinking, hey, not a big deal. I've got a priest. I got a priest over there. We're fine. And I'll keep fighting and doing all sorts of bells and whistles on these guys. And I'm watching my health go down and down and down. And I'm thinking, I got a priest? Hello? And I'm looking. It's like she doesn't look dead. You know, I can see we're grouped, so I can see her picture. She looks alive and well. You know, she's still fighting that mob? I can't imagine she's still fighting that mob. And, of course, just about the time I'm thinking she disconnected, I see in my chat, Kenny has received loot. Fellweed. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, she was picking weeds while the pink pally was getting his ass kicked. Yes, she was. This leads us to another topic of intervention that we need for her. But, yes, she was picking herbs. And the next thing I see is, oh, you got a, you know, mob over here with loot. Because, of course, when you group, you know, it alternates. So the the mob she had killed apparently was, the looting was mine. It was all sparkly for me. And I take about two seconds away because, you know, when you're fighting, I know I don't type well when I'm in that kind of situation. And I type in very quickly, dying here. And then she, oh, and comes over to, of course, lend aid and to heal me up and help take me care of these mobs. But I found it. It's like, this is, this is in need of an intervention when the priest is picking weeds and the group is dead. We must have an intervention for her because this has happened before. You see, our insane bot priest, not only does she level characters madly, actually, she's got some competition in our guild. There are some folks in that guild who have blown the bell curve on her leveling. But another thing she does is she's really determined when it comes to her professions, which is a great thing. But I, I actually, I didn't see it, but I read it in Guild Chat, where she was fighting elite mobs, elite mobs, to get at, like, a dreaming glory. This is the kind of woman she is. Now, personally, I'd say, hey, there are other dreaming glories out there. You can find them somewhere else. No, she's fighting elite mobs to get to this plant. This is in need of an intervention we need for her. But anyway, I swear you could have like Arthas and Illidan and Kel'Thuzad and like every big world named boss 
surrounding a weed, and she'd be standing there going, wait a minute, no, no, I got it. I can get it. Hold on. Like, trying to figure this out. I swear to God. She's very determined. We love her, though. She's going to... See, I'm going to be in trouble because she supplies a lot of the weeds to the pally, who's also... He picks weeds, too, but he's also the alchemist. In return, he makes her a lot of potions. So it's a nice back and forth. But she's going to stop now after hearing this. I know it. She's going to stop. She's going to... I'm going to come in, and she is just... Ooh, I'm in trouble. But anyway, so that was the first uh, little tale of my journey to seven days. The second tale, and this was my fault. This was my fault. Because, like I said, now you have to put a costume on and go visit so-and-so. you got three minutes, which is fine and fun. You put on a costume. Nobody bothers you. You go in. So she's like, I'm going to wait. You know, we clear a couple of ma- guys at the front. And, all right, I put the costume on. She's like, okay, you know, I'll wait for you here. And I go moseying down, and I go finding the guy. And she says, oh, you know, you can get those black, dra- you know, those dragon whelps. You can get them while you're in here. And I said, you can get them while I'm costume. She said, oh, yeah, I did. Now, my main had done this quest like a year ago. I kind of rem- I remembered she did. But I don't remember how or what was involved or the timing. I'm thinking, I don't remember that. But okay, you know, I did it so long ago. She did it far more recently. All right. So I went and I found the guy I needed to talk to and he flipped through the chat. You know, did I read anything he said? Hell no. I just kept flipping until it said complete quest and yay. And I turn around. Now I'm a good halfway into this cave. And this is where it was my fault because I should have tried this out much closer to the entrance. And I get out my net because I see a little black whelp and I'm in my costume. And I go, wah! And I throw the black net on him and the whelp. And there went my costume out the door. And I'm back looking like my pally self in the middle of all these aggressive mobs suddenly. It was bad. It was a bad situation. And I did what any healthy, normal pally would do in a situation like this. I, well, screamed. And then I bubbled. And made a break for it and of course as i'm running as fast as i can before the damn bubble runs out i went nope doesn't work that way no more (laughs) nope costume went away uh run so i as i'm running she's coming the other way to assist me which was great but there were too many i I aggroed the whole freaking cave i've got behind me and i'm there screaming run (laughs) and they catch up to me because the bubble ran out and they kicked my ass and i felt bad because she died too because then of course they turned aggro on her and she went down and i felt bad for that because i of course didn't want her to die well her character to die so we were a little more cautious about it so by the way if anyone tells you oh yeah you could get those uh, dragon whelps in costume they lie okay no you can't maybe you could at one point it has been changed don't try it as I did. It was an ugly situation. So, to make a long story longer, <laughs> no, I banged out about five, six quests out in that neck of the woods. We go back through the scary cave, aggroing that as we go on our mounts really quick, and I turn them in. I am half a square from 70. Half a square. God. So at this point, I'm foaming at the mouth. I have been at this all day, and I'm not kidding, pretty much like it was an all-day event on one level oh and it's like you know a skunk anything anything i'm gonna kill anything that's gonna give me xp at this point i don't care what it is so canny suggests that we go out to area 52 which i had not been out to as a paladin yet she goes let's go out there there's plenty of stuff plenty of quests no problem we'll get it banged out right now and i'm just like you know go go i want to get done so we go riding out there i think she actually stopped to pick a weed on the way i'm pretty sure she did (laughs) we get out there and 
And you kind of hit the lag because a lot of people hang out at Area 52. And the, I kind of hit a bit of lag, but I, you know, muscled through it and picked up a quest. And we go out to beat up the bad blood elves, the evil blood elves. You know, as an aside, it's really interesting when you have to fight because everything, I've said this, everything in game has an all, has a bad race of them. There you have bad orcs, bad trolls, bad blood elves, bad humans, bad night elves. You have bad, you have the bad side. You know, oh them. Well, these were the bad blood elves. But it's interesting when you run, when you're fighting them and you come across your own, when you come across your own character, the way you look, it's a little creepy. It's like, you know, the old Star Trek mirror mirror. It's like, ooh, the evil me. Just a interesting thing. Anyhow, so we go out there. I had to kill some captain who's pretty much up a hill. And we take out a few mobs. We go up the hill. There's the captain. Huzzah. And I go and I start to fight and I'm realizing I'm stuck. And then I get hit with the tsunami of all lag waves. Yes, I am in lag hell. I went from like 120 latency, which is pretty normal for me. I move fine with that. It shot up to like 3,000. I'm not kidding. It went from green to red and I can't move. It's like I'm in combat and I'm stuck. I can't do anything. The only thing you can do is lay off the keys because all you're going to do is make it worse and just kind of wait for everything to catch up. And of course, by the time I do, I'm thinking, am I going to disconnect? What's going on? When I finally get done, you know, the boy, you know, he's dead. <laughs> the the priest took care of everything. No, you just stand there and lag. We're fine. I pick up what I need to pick up from this guy. It's just some letter, piece of note, a scrunchie, whatever the hell it is. I have to pick it up and return it. Fine. So I go running back. I don't even mount because it's like, you know what? I'm in lag. Still, I, I caught up, but I'm still on really heavy lag. And I go back into the into the inn, and I see the guy with the, the question mark, and I'm thinking, you know, this is the moment I have been waiting for. And I go in, and I give him, you know, the quest, and I say, complete quest! And I'm waiting! And the next thing that happens, disconnected from server. Yes. You know, <laughs> furiously log back in, and it's seeming to, you know, connected, authenticating, initializing. Hurry up! I get back into game, and I thank God I'm still in the inn. It wasn't like it set me back, like it, it remembered you from, you know, a half hour ago. It saved you kind of back then. No, thankfully, it's, oh, oh, you thought you were half a square from 70? Oh, you're actually 10 squares. Mar bad. No, no, I was still at the same point. And then uh, the latency had gone down, so I don't know what went on, but I turned the quest in and was showered with the golden light, and yay, I was 70. So that was my exciting tale, and uh, I, for one, am very happy about it. And now that it has happened, I never want to do it again. Actually, as I had mentioned earlier, uh, he did get respect. He was spec'd really... I was given misinformation. Not by any of our listeners. I was given misinformation just looking up. Because about the time he was somewhere in his mid-50s, I looked up and wanted to see what a tanking pally should be spec'd for. And the site that I had found that had information on this, like very specific, and not like a forum which goes on, you know, pallies suck. They do not. Yes, they do. Chuck Norris will kick your ass. You know, nothing like that. Um, <laughs> That actually had information that I could use, thank you, to gave me really bad advice on the situation, and 
I, because I was, you've heard, those of you who have listened to the show have heard me complain about this palette and how unhappy I was with this palette and, and not at all happy with the spec. And that's what it really was. It was the spec. I was spec totally wrong for tanking. And I went re-looking when he hit 70 and found a much better one. And I'm far happier with it because above all else, Besides the fact that he kills faster, he can aggro hugely better. He has that really cool spell. Again, I don't care what it's called. I don't know what it's called. But it's higher up on uh, your list thing. I think it might involve like a talent or I don't know. But it gives him wings. It gives your paladin wings. And all it actually what it does is increase attack power for like 20 seconds, which in the fight is pretty darn long. I don't care what it does. It could reduce his armor by 5,000%. I don't care. The wings are cool. The wings are freaking cool as hell. I actually saw this before I knew what it was, and I still don't know what it is. I just know that's the wing one. I know what it does, and I know what button to press, what it's actually called. I could care less. But I did see a pally a couple of levels back running through, and I could say, you know, hey, you're a blood out paladin. And I see them with these wings, and I almost did the equivalent of, like, grabbing them by the the front of their shirt and pulling them nose to nose with me going where did you get those but now i know now i know where you get it. it's a spell and it's abundantly cool so for if nothing else if the entire spec sucked it'd be worth it for the wings I'm, I'm big on wings. Anyway, so, ah, that is my my happy, happy tale. And that is what has been going on for the past three weeks. I have been very determined to get him to 70 before this show. And I have. But I have gone on for a while on this. So, we need a break. Yes, we do. And we are going to take a break. So, here we are. And here we go. Life, life is just so unpredictable. I know it already
last week with Unpredictable. Some of you may be saying, gee, what a happy, happy song you played for us there, Annie Ed. Wow, my, I just got a big happy smile on my face now. Thanks so much. But actually, I do like that song because, well, one, it's got a nice rhythm, and two, it's, uh, it's not all depressing. I'd love to tell you where to find it, but you can't anymore. This band, I, I brought up this band before. I played uh, one other thing from them that I had so far. They don't exist anymore, which is kind of a shame because I think they had some talent. So, without further ado, without any further ado, we are now going into... Coming to you from high atop the flight point over that livestock pavilion known as Thunder Bluff, it's The View from the Barn, with your host, Big V. Big V. Big V. Moo! <laughs> and that was View from the Barn with short B. Okay, so you actually want something maybe a little longer than that? You really want to put yourself through this? Are you sure? All right, you asked for it. Coming to you from high atop the flight point over that livestock pavilion known as Thunder Bluff, it's The View from the Barn with your host, Big V. Big V. Big V. I listened back a little bit today. I listened to bits and pieces of, you know, the first view. Ah. Yeah, and I just had, kind of had to laugh at myself because I think I was probably what level? I was like forty-two when I when we so when we started recording this. Yep. Mm-hmm. I was talking about repairing for fifty silver. Ooh, takes you back, don't it? Yeah, don't though, because I think I uh, I got on a little bit this morning. I think I re- I just dealt with the res sickness, and uh, it's like a twenty five percent durability damage. I don't give a shit. Come on, okay, click. Oh, yeah, four gold. I remember when four gold was a dang fortune. Yeah, and I was so proud that I was in all greens by that time, because I made the comment, <laughs> and I wore a lot of green armor. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> It's kind of nice. It's a, it's yeah, it really is. Audio record of your travels halfway through, anyway. Yeah. Myself included, because I was about the same, you know, level as you. When we started yeah. doing this. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, it's kind of, yeah, it's kind of funny. It's and a, yeah, you now successful, you know, level seventy pally. Yes. Don't make that face. I can see that face from here. Still little 66. And, you know, I had to put the cow down for a little while because, you know, I just couldn't do it anymore. And then I futzed around with uh, the engineering mining thing. And then I was like, oh, I got a guild that's going to need me soon. Okay, let me go. <laughs> <laughs> I should probably level now, yes. Um, but yeah, you know, getting out of Hellfire was really 
the big thing. When I got when I got to go to Sporagar, uh, Zangermarsh, that is, that really helped. Nagrad, you're gonna find helps. Oh, I'm loving me some Nagrad right now. You went out there already. Yeah, I'm out there. I'm, I've already gotten killed once. It's great. But I, I gotta say though, that what is in an Outland that they're starting to make you dig through turds? You know, that first time was funny because you got that you smell funky thing up there in the butt. But now I'm I'm digging through poop. <laughs> and now, and here's the thing. I've kind of gotten to the point where, well, let me back up. You know, when you go into a new area, there's this gigantic, just writhing thing of question marks there. Yeah. That you just got to stick your hand in, grab some out, and then go do them. Now, that's kind of where I am. Now, you don't know where the hell you're going. You don't know what the hell you're doing. And you really don't care why. You know, unless <laughs> you're one of these hardcore lore people, which I got to say, I totally love the people that are into the lore. I mean, that is amazing. I mean, the, the folks who, di- who dig on the lore are kind of the backbone of the game because the rest of us are just XP whores. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well... No, I can't say that. That's a generalization. I myself am an XP whore. I, I quit reading those quest things a long time ago. I was like, yeah, okay, I don't care. I just want to ding and go to the trainer. All right. So maybe I'm not what's best for the game. But anyway, you're not caring about the why you're going to do it. It's just, okay, here I am, go. Now, if I didn't have thought, I would be up the creek. Because, you know, the whole map's blacked out. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you just point your lizard in a direction and foomp, off you go. And the directions within the quest suck. Oh, yeah, there's... Okay, uh, th- this one you know, this one may be uh, a bit of a spoiler, so... Well, no, it's not a spoiler. I mean, hell, if you get there, you'll see it. And if you haven't gotten there yet, then you'll have something to look forward to. The Goblin Trampoline. Oh! What the hell? <laughs> I haven't completed that yet. I don't see how you can, actually. Your flying mount could fly up there. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. I Actually, yeah. I thought about that because I remembered in the back of my head, ah, they've said that there are quests that are easier with the flying mounts. As I was floating towards the ground, you know, half a mile away from <laughs> tree with... Uh, because I tried the trampoline, and there's just no way. And I know, uh, yes, my main has gone up there trying, you know, legitimately. Okay, I'm going to get there. No. Okay. And much to my chagrin, though, I finally, like, said, screw it. Got on the mount, flew up there, broke an egg. Yay for me. <laughs> and, and then Mama Bird shows up. She's really ugly. Pissed. I am. And she's yeah, pissed. Yeah. She's real pissed, and she's real hard to take down solo, even at 70. You don't have to kill her, though, do you? You just gotta yes, get the. No, you, you have to kill her. I wasn't in the quest. He just won an egg. No, she shows up. You gotta kill her. It doesn't matter. I think you. I would have to look. I gave up on the pally with that one. It's like mm. I got as far as getting the key. Right. Because that's a typical grind quest. Yeah. <laughs> but and then it's like, here's your key. Now go up. It's like, oh screw you. Go up. Yeah, you go up. <laughs> go up. Yeah, you know, bounce your little green ass up in the air. <laughs> a damn lazy freaking goblins last time you know what happened the last time i went and tried to go to the grocery store for you i damn near got killed by these freaking hell boars which aren't even pigs they're demons despite the fact that they look like a pig despite the fact that they look like a pig they've taken pig form porcine demons yeah so you're too damn lazy to go out and kill them yourself but oh no i gotta have something to eat i'm too freaking lazy to trot my little 
green pointy-eared ass over there to the flop point at that outpost over there. No, I'm just going to stand here in front of my red Zeppelin. Hey, you, go get me some grub. Yeah, screw you. <laughs> Damn goblins. And naturally, the thing works like a goblin would have made it. You face towards the tree, you go backwards. Yes! You do go the other way. Just way the other way. Seriously, do the words Bruce Jenner mean anything? You're tuned. Six million dollar man, you're gone. And I know that's uh, Bruce Jenner was not the six million dollar man. I know that. But anyway. <laughs> if anyone has actually been able to get up in the tree from the trampoline, I'd love to hear from you. I, you know, the, the most beautiful part about that quest in my quest log is it says, suggested players, two. I'm like, how the hell can you get two people up there in that damn tree at the same time? They'll be here all day. I actually think if you're grouped, only one of you need to get up in there. Here, I'm going to pull him back. Leaping off the tree. <laughs> so, anyway, yeah, yeah the, the trampoline quest. Yeah. Well, and here's me. And I said, oh, you got the key. Now, not so smart cow. <laughs> 19 intellect. Move. Did that go up? No, I think, I think, that's, I think that's it. Oh, Actually, okay. hang, yeah, hang on. Yes, Armaments Chapter 2, verses 9 through 16. We're consulting reference material now. Ah. No, 15. So, yes, uh, Tauran warriors start with 15 intellect. So, you know, just barely continent can swallow and, you know, say a few words. I'm sitting there looking in my bags for the keys. Oh, no. Yeah, I'm like... Where the hell's the key? What, is this thing bugged? What the hell? Huh, where's the key? I'm supposed to get a key. Damn it, where's the key? It was a purple key. And I was like, huh, oh yeah. <laughs> key ring. It's a good thing it didn't, like, call a GM. Because then you would have felt downright foolish. Yeah, you think? Well, and part of this comes, too, from, you know, I'm not keyed for a lot of things. You know what, right. I'm, I'm keyed for Scarlet Monastery. Yeah. Well, it's my uh, yeah. key for, I'm keyed for my apartment. That's it, you know. Keyed for the barn. So I was like, okay. And I, I thought, hmm, well, how, where is this Jumpatron thing? Where is this? I'm a, It's because I'm thinking it's going to be like this big gnomish machine for some reason. I don't know. But, and then I look over like, wait a minute. That looks like a trampoline. You've got to be kidding me. And I need a key for that? And so here I am, just floating, floating. There's the nest. Here it comes. There it goes. Usually I'm, like far, I'm far enough away from that, I think I should probably mount to get back. Well, and just like anything that kicks you across the world, it likes to throw you into a mob of something waiting for you. Yeah. Well, like Warner Brothers, almost, <laughs> where you're like the wily e. Coyote falling into uh, the jaws. <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> you know, when it's hold up the sun. Mother. You know what I mean? Yipe. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Yipe. Yipe. Yeah, Bugs Bunny did mother. Actually, the whole thing worked out for me pretty well. Um, because the last time I went, I only did it two or three times. I was like, okay, you know what? There's just some there's some programmer hiding behind the bushes just watching me do this, you know, just to get a kick out of it. You know, he's sitting back there reading Atlas Shrugged, and I'm uh, bouncing on this trampoline, you know. So I say, no, hell no. Mount it up, and I go. Well, I, the one thing I don't get about Niagara, and I'm just, I've only been there for like hours. There's this big ditch in the middle of it. Yeah. Seriously. I mean, it's like, it's full of holes. It's a ravine. Ah, or so- yes. Or, or something, yeah. A ravine, yes. Big freaking ditch. Anyway, uh, I'm like, okay, I need to get down there. Oh, oh crap, fell. Wait a minute. I'm floating. 
And I'm floating. And I'm floating. On the Kodo now. Okay. <laughs> so I'm just kind of flying through the air. I'm on my flying Kodo. I have a flying mount now, and it's a Kodo. <laughs> uh, the, um, and it's just the strangest thing I've ever seen in my life. And I'm like, wow, I think this is bugged. Because yes. everything for me today is bugged, you know. <laughs> the trampoline's bugged. The quest is bugged. The Kodo's bugged. And then I look up, and it's <laughs> the there's been a malfunction that's keeping you from falling. It's the key flashing up there. And I'm like, well, I hope I hit the ground, you know, in ten seconds. Um, otherwise, it's going to be a very precipitous drop. And I make it to the other side. Did not hit any mobs. It worked out for me pretty well. Otherwise, I would have been doomed. Doomed, I say. So, doomed. which has the word move in it, but backwards. Mood. Mood. You have in mood. Yes. I, I met with sudden mood. But, you know, I'm liking Nagrad. It seems like a... It, it's a nice place to go for spring break, I think. Yeah. It's surprisingly green. So, you know, the cows are at home in it. I mean, Mulgore's green. Not entirely comfortable there anymore. Everything's been brown for so long. But <laughs> I'm getting used to it. May build my... Yeah, I may build the summer home there for when I hit 70. I may park the, I may park the cow in Grandar. Have you run into the evil elephant pack? Oh, yeah, yeah. I have seen those. Those guys. Yeah, I ran away. Yeah, it's pretty good at 66. They're all 67. It's 66. I don't know if you want to take on three 67s. You can. No. Yeah, you can, but that's, that's a long, tough fight. Yeah, for a warrior, or at least for this warrior, the uh, you can probably t- you can take one definitely. You can make a five out of two, three you're done, or at least or at least me. And you know we know how we know how skilled I am there with uh, multiple mobs. Well, you're getting better. Yeah, I am actually. Yeah, and speaking of which, I had an interesting exercise over the week. Wound up running. Uh, running some uh, guildies through uh, Scarlet Monastery and uh, RFD. Which you're key for. By God. Yes. I was very happy when they said, oh, hey V, do you have a key to get in there? Yes, I do. So, you know, that was the one thing I brought to the table. That big slow axe that did a lot of damage. I'll tell you, there's something to be said for retribution. You know, we, we've we touched on it before, and you even mentioned, you know, you kind of wish the NPCs had a memory of you. Yes. You know, you want to walk in and say, hey, remember me? Smack. Yeah, try your whirlwind now. Smack. You go into the, you go into uh, Scarlet Cathedral. You've cleared everybody out, and a guy calls his bimbo girlfriend out. <laughs> To heal him up. I was like, oh yeah, come here, bitch. Schwag, schwag. Oh, okay. oh, you're awake now. <laughs> Bastards. Move. So, <laughs> you know, it was a, um, it was a good time. There was, there, there was payback there, and I enjoyed it. But not, yeah, I enjoyed the Scarlet Monastery thing because I hadn't been through the whole thing yet. I'm not sure how I missed that. I'd done, uh, uh, I hadn't done the graveyard, which, interestingly enough, was the easiest one, I believe. Yeah, yes. Um, I'd done the, I'd done the rest of them. But I remember us going through there as, you know, we're kind of tiptoeing through there like, you know, Scooby-Doo and friends, you know. <laughs> and I remember it took us so bloody long to do it, you know. We were getting, like, respawns behind us, which, you know, tell you. You know, How we long it takes you yeah, to Yeah, I mean, seriously, watch out for the sonic boom. But RFD. Well, I know why you never liked RFD. It's because you, you had all the aggro. 
So I was going through there, just, ah, how you doing? Schmack, ah, coming through. And uh, we got to that boss at the end. I remember that was a tough fight. I think we we, uh, we wiped, what, twice doing that? I think it was just once. We almost, almost fought it the second time. Yeah, and as I, as I recall, I think I did. What happened was, yeah, you and the bad guy went down at the same time, which is always fun when that happens. Oh, yeah. But it was like you both got that last hit on each other, and you both went down at the same time. Yeah. Which which is okay, because we had a priest. We could rescue. Yeah, and theatrically, it looked great. It, I did. Um, no, because I'm sitting there screaming on the fan, Ah, damn it! And they're like, no, you got him! <laughs> I walked up to this guy and just really started bitch slapping him that was you, just a good time and you should have done it uh bare barehanded yeah uh, yeah i haven't trained my unarmed up that much that's okay you probably still could have clocked him a good one yeah really but yeah so you know a little um a little instant retribution there which it was nice being able to go through and see um and really just kind of see the place and see these places i mean uh, I gotta hand it to Blizz. The architecture and all the design stuff, the programming, etc., that they did for Scarlet Monastery is just—it's uh, gorgeous. And RFD, well, they made it, you know, look cave. like a freaking cave, <laughs> with skeletons and freezing things in it. The uh, the actually there was one quest that did kind of give us a uh, give us a hard time. I was in there with uh, two, I don't think they were 38s or 39s at the time. It was this escort quest. Oh no! God, I realized why we didn't do that. I mean, now, this was not your typical, I mean, everybody who's done this knows. Escort quests, we walk slowly towards the mob and pick some fights. We said, we want to get out over there. And so let me ping pong off every single mob in there. No, this guy hauls ass at a dead run. Zoom. And I'm just kind of standing there going, hey, where the hell did everybody go? So, you know, the upright cow starts running after everybody. He is to, you know, mon- the monument to the pig god. And holy crap, they never stopped coming. I, was, I mean, seriously, I was getting close to dying there a few times. I mean, one, you know, one of the players was a priest, which was good. We like priests. Priests are our friends. Holy crap, I thought it was never going to get over with. One of them said to me, hey, don't let the guy die. I'm like, I'm trying not to. I mean, I got the, the, this guy here and this guy here. And, you know, I went over, you know, taunted or whatever, you know, you know the mobs off the main guy. So, you know, I was, you know, able to kind of help. You know, rule a level thirty dungeon. I was very <laughs> proud, but actually, you know, it was a good time. It was a, um, it was a good time. I enjoyed going through that. It was kind of like I always uh, enjoyed running through dead mines, even mm-hmm. as even as horde, just because. Well, they give you. They, it's easy, and you get all that crap that you pick up. You sell. I mean, and it will turn into money. Yeah, there are some instances not going to um, miss seeing. Obviously, sunken temple. Oh. Yeah, I've got a I've got a run through promise to somebody on that one, and uh, I am it, it's well, actually for our insane bot priest, who has yet another uh, character coming up. Just uh, fifty nine, I think she's probably at least sixty four by today. Um, <laughs> <laughs> she and I were today, Kenny and I were talking about it, and I'm gonna run her through there. You know, if I just had a damn map to that place, I'd be happy. But yeah, it's a little confusing. Yeah. Woohoo! Woohoo! What think, else? Anything I don't else? Think anything else? I mean, little in, uh, little insight into the show here. To have things to talk about in our various and sundry segments, things will have to ha- have to have happened to you. <laughs> <laughs> 
in order to speak of these things. So, when um, when nothing happens, you know, the pickings get kind of slim. What have I been doing? I've been running around in the bone waste for a week. Not a whole lot to talk about out there. Yeah, but I'll tell you, though, I think that is probably the easiest daily that I've run into. And it's the only daily that I really do because, hey, there's gold on her there, and you just got to walk up to the tower and then run back. There's like five towers. It's not like that hell thing out in Hellfire Peninsula where you got to get all three of them. Oh, have you experienced any of the holla? No, no, uh, I have not. I mean, I can finally get out there now, but I mean, the daily for that is you got to kill 10, you've got to kill 10 players. Okay, I'm level 66. They're all going to be 70s hanging out there. I ain't got a prayer. I'm no bounty hunter. Not yet, at least. (laughs) And, And ever since the dailies, that's become a really hot area of action. Yeah, it looks like it would be fun, in theory. In practice, it's going to be, you know, like flossing your ass. (laughs) And that was View from the Barn with the biggest of all Vs. The real View from the Barn. And we thank the Big V for doing that for us. Occasionally on this show, I have read to you bits and pieces of articles that I have found relating to gaming in general and especially, of course, to World of Warcraft. Now, before I share these articles with you, I like to share them with Mr. Anti-Ed. Reason being, Mr. Anti-Ed is a gamer himself, but also because when he reads them, the remarks that come forth are quite colorful and interesting. And often I wish, gee, I wish I could record this. But it's, it's an after effect. It's a hindsight. Recently, though, I have come across yet another article about gaming and World of Warcraft. And finding this article, I sat Mr. Anti-Ed down in front of a mic and said, here, read this. So what you are about to hear is this article and Mr. Anti-Ed's commentary, his view on this article. Now understand, he he did not read this ahead of time. What you are hearing is first time he ever saw it live record to get the true response from him the immediate gut response and somewhere in there you may hear me this muffled voice in the background somewhere but just a different thing we got here for you and we hope you enjoy i have an article here it was written by Kristen kalning cal k-a-l and the games editor for msnbc that's microsoft who cares are video games addictive That's the top line here. All right, let's go. Let's see what we got here. The American Medical Association isn't ready to rank this substance-free habit in the same category with, say, compulsive gambling. But you've surely heard the horror stories, and some of them are pretty horrible. Horror stories about what? Video games? There's horror stories about every damn thing. There's horror stories about shaving. There's that guy who played StarCraft to death in South Korea. There's that Reno couple that neglected their kids in favor of Dungeons and Dragons Online. All right, that's the first mention of Dungeons and Dragons. Let's see how many more they're going to pepper this article with because they love throwing that out. The gamer culture acknowledges the addictive nature of these games, dubbing World of Warcraft World of Warcrack, even though the shrink world doesn't yet. The the, The gamer culture 
who does who, who does she identify as the gamer culture? Gamer culture ranges in age from like eight to ninety six. Never mind. What I'd like to know is how games become compulsions. All right, you start off by asking the wrong frickin' question to begin with. That's the wrong question to ask. How games? What I'd like to know is how games become compulsions. No, what you what you should be asking uh, is why is it that we as the media love to glom onto people who are by nature compulsive who happen to be playing games? That's the question to ask you. Dip- what is it about games like World of Warcraft, EverQuest, or Call of Duty that turns good people into bleary-eyed zombies who forget to pay the gas bill? And do game developers design games to be addictive? It turns good people into bleary-eyed zombies who forget to pay the gas bill. I think our gas is still working. I think, yeah, I think... I'm, I'm pretty I'm, sure. I'm having trouble reading the rest of this article because I'm so bleary-eyed. <laughs> and do game developers design games to be addictive? No, the good game developers, the professional game developers. This is so. F- this is like this is early '80s thinking. Actually, it's 1950s thinking. Oh, these violent comic books—they're destroying the minds of our children. This is a this is a radio serial adventure thinking from the 1930s. Oh, those stories that the kids hear on the radio, it's ruining them. It's destroying their minds. There's a danger here, people. Be afraid. Be very afraid, particularly if you've never played these games and you have no understanding of them whatsoever. I'll set you straight. I'll let you know how dangerous they are. Would someone think of the children? No, the good game, what was I starting to say? The good, the professional game designers, they designed them to be fun. If they don't design them to be fun, they don't sell. If they don't sell, the company makes no money, they don't get paid, they lose their jobs, the company goes under, and um, they're in business to sell games. Of course they make them fun. Oh no, let's substitute fun for addictive. It's addictive. <sighs> Alright, we're quoting someone. Uh, what, was the, what was the question? And do, developer, do developers design games to be addictive? Quote, yes, totally. That's the main goal. You have when you design a game, says J- Jason Kapalka, co-founder of casual game company PopCap. Oh yeah, PopCap! I remember them. Not. Oh, I know PopCap. Who the f- is PopCap? <laughs> I know PopCap. I I sit corrected. PopCat developed Peggle, and I have heard of Peggle. Peggle was very, very, very popular. All right, Kapalka, Jason Kapalka, co-founder. He's a co-founder of the company. All right. Uh, and his team made games like Peggle and Bejeweled, quick-hit games that don't require a 40-hour-per-week commitment to level up. Excuse me, what? Re- <laughs> re- require a 40-hour-per-week commitment? It's not as bad. It's not as awful. It's not as horribly um, insidious and evil as a game that requires a 40-hour-per-week commitment to level up. You can't level up, obviously. You unless can't level you up unless you devote 40 hours a week. Exactly. Which means you, you're just going to have to quit your job. Piss ants. The company's business model, like most casual game companies, like most casual game companies, how the hell many are there? Uh, their model is to try before you buy. So it's important to hook players quickly so they'll actually purchase the game. Okay. And... Game companies aren't drug pushers. That's a header, and nice, nice and bold. Still, Kapalka says he doubts that any game designers 
Yes, even the ones who make World of Warcraft doubts that they sit around scheming how to get players hopelessly addicted. Well, good for him. That just no. You just went up a whole couple of couple of notches in my estimation uh, estimation for doubting that. Uh, quote from Kapalka again. It's hard enough to make the game compelling in the first place. Most people say, I wish I had that problem with the game being too addictive, he says. By definition, it means that the game is a success. All right? So, if the game sells, if people subscribe to it, if people play it because it's fun, then it's a success. It's the media that slapped addictive on it. All right. No, no, no. The player, the gamer culture themselves call it World of Warcraft. I didn't see any names connected with that. Just the gamer culture. I didn't see any specific names. Like, you know, fine. Speaking of World of Warcraft, I did contact Blizzard about whether they designed the game to be addictive. Oh, you called them up and spoke to them directly. Good for you. Kudos to you. What is this loser's name? I forgot. Kudos to you. K Kalning. Kristen Kalning. Very nice. I did contact Blizzard to whether design the game to be addictive. In an emailed statement, Shane Dabiri, lead producer on World of Warcraft, didn't directly address that question. But he did say that WoW uses many of the same conventions employed by other role-playing games. What sets their game apart, he says, is the level of care the company brings to all aspects of the game, from the art style to customer support. Okay? So basically... Um, rather than respond to your insult to their faces, as in, Hi, I'm calling to find out whether you deliberately designed this game to be addictive. Did you design an addictive game, you bastards? Or maybe she was really nice about it when she asked. Um, I was just wondering, uh, do you, do you um, deliberately design your games to be addictive? She asks in a pleasant voice, which is still an insult to their faces. Like, like, no, we designed it to be fun. We pay attention to detail. Stupid bitch. Did Kristen Kalning ever play this game? Maybe she did. Maybe she tried it out, and I just haven't read about it later in the article. Whatever. Did you ever go up into the cold mountains and swing that camera around and zero in on your character and notice that when they're breathing, they're exhaling, and you can see... Their breath coming out because of the cold weather? Do you ever notice that you leave, like, prints in the snow when you're walking over snow? Do you ever notice that when you're walking past a torch in the game, if you've got headphones on or speakers set up in a stereo fashion, that the sound moves past you exactly where the burning torch would be? That kind of attention to detail? No. No, that's what they do. The art is superb. The attention to detail is no lie. So rather than say, well, uh, uh, no, we don't design the game to be addictive. We design the game to be a quality work of art, something that people would enjoy playing, something that we could be proud of to put our name on. Could you get me on the phone with her? Yes, we designed the game to be addictive. Do you have any kids? Where do you live? We're going to send them free copies so that they can become addicted too, and then you can whine and scream and moan and try to sue us because you can't control your kids' playtime on a computer. Oh, we want to addict you too so that you lose your job and you become a zombie that has to, uh, a bleary-eyed zombie that doesn't know how to pay your gas bill. Yes, okay? Put that in your article. You can quote me. All right. I'm sorry. Convention employees. We yeah. Uh, we use the same convention employed by other role-playing games. What says the game part of the level start and goes to the customer support? Okay. All right. That was their response. Uh, another heading. It's the socializing. Stupid. What is? What What does that mean? That's in bold letters. That's in bold letters. Clint Warley, the senior producer on Sony's EverQuest or Evercrack to the afflicted. <laughs> basically, people who play according to this. Uh, uh, according to this twisted little moron, people who play video games 
are uh, zombies who are addicted and afflicted. Very nice, yes. Clint Worley, the senior producer of Sony's EverQuest, or EverQuest and the Afflicted, says it's not the games themselves that are addictive, it's the social aspects of the massively multiplayer genre. All right, um, first of all, Worley's slightly incorrect. Uh, massively multiplayer is not a genre. It is a type of uh, it is a type of gameplay. Science fiction is a genre. Fantasy is a genre. Massively multiplayer uh, online game is a type. But at any rate, fine. That's what uh, that's what Clint Worley says. Uh, he goes on to say, the social networking is really kind of the glue that pushes people to sit in the game for long periods of time. He says, Dr. Hillary Cash, ooh, she brought a doctor in. She saved her big guns for later in the article. Here we go. Somebody that's got a DR in front of their name. Hillary Cash. <laughs> Good afternoon, Dr. Cash. <laughs> How are you? Uh, in Redmond, Washington. Oh, home of Microsoft. Boy, she really traveled far. She writes for MSNBC, huh? She really uh, racked up the phone bill on this one, calling a locally to Dr. Cash. The therapist specializes here we go, specializes in internet and computer addiction. She agrees with Worley. She works with lots of teenagers and young men in their twenties who don't have a lot going on in the real world. So they play online games to fill the void of friendship, companionship, even love. You specialize in internet and computer addiction. You, you you connect the fact that there are there are young men in their twenties who don't have a lot going on in the real world with the fact that they're playing online computer games and are on the internet a lot. Do you think it's possible? I don't know. Do you think it's possible that there might might be young men in their twenties and women, by the way, in their twenties who uh, uh, also don't have a lot going on in the real wor real world who don't own a computer. Or if they own a computer, all they use it for is maybe email or checking uh, lottery numbers or something. That never played a, uh, an online game. That maybe they like doing uh, latch hook rugs or like building a ship in the bottle or something. Or have a little train set in the basement or whatever. Or watch sports. However, if they watch sports or, or, or watch television the whole time, they don't do anything to do with the computer. They're not on those, those addictive, afflicting, massively multiplayer online games. Then they're not bleary-eyed zombies yeah. who can't pay their gas bill. They may be lonely and in their 20s, but their their gas bills are paid. And they have nothing going on in the real world, but they're watching television. They're not doing this other thing, this insidious, evil, multi-massive... What the... More quotes. Uh, this for, uh, More quotes from Dr. Hillary Cash. What I see in the population that I'm working with around video games, many get... This isn't even in English. What I see in the population that I'm working with around video games, many gamers are people who, who were bored and lonely, and this is an addiction which kind of gets its hooks into them, she says. No, this isn't... Uh, uh, she isn't even willing to call it a coping mechanism. She isn't even willing to call it uh, some, some form of escapism. A pleasant form of escapism that allows them to connect at least with somebody. I don't care if it's somebody in Australia. They can still have, within the context of the game, a pleasant conversation with somebody else and not be not be this ludicrous uh, Fruit Loop sitting behind the keyboard like they can't leave. No, no, it's an addiction. It's an addiction. Let's just make sure we keep using that word over and over and over and over again. It's she's she's more than halfway through the article, and she's only said Dungeons and Dragons once. Um, she could lose her job over that. She's supposed to at least pepper it throughout the article. Anyway, boredom wasn't what drew Sherry Myro. Sherry Myro. 
to World of Warcraft. It was her husband's obsession with the game. Obsession! There we go. We've got affliction, addiction, obsession, zombies, gas bill. Okay. Myro said... You want to bet that's not her real name? Sherry Myro? She had to change the name. It was her husband's obsession with the game. Myro says she knew her husband was a big gamer before they married. But then, WoW came into his life. He was consumed. Let's uh, let's rewrite that sentence, shall we? Myro says she knew her husband was a big gamer before they married. Uh, the part let's put in the part that they left out. But she always knew she could change him so long as she kept Adam nagging and doing whatever it took to wean him off of this awful, awful habit of playing games. It just didn't seem to work out. And then Wow came into his life and he was consumed. Yeah, that's. Her. Obviously, he must, you know, he had an interest that wasn't shared, you know, uh, with her. She knew that her husband was a big gamer before they married. Um, I guess, yeah, so she failed to change him. And then WoW came along, and uh, he was consumed. He was consumed with an obsession for this afflicting addiction. Did she know that her husband was a zombie before they got married? I'm pretty <laughs> sure she would have noticed that. Let's stay together. There's the, there's the capper for that, uh, the, this portion, this section. Let's stay together. Committed to keeping the marriage together. Oh, let's rewrite that sentence right now. <laughs> Convinced that she eventually will be able to change him and keep him from doing things that he enjoys because they don't center around her. Myro accepted her husband's offer to join the game. Before long, she played religiously. Her longest session clocking in at 15 hours straight. Yeah, her husband was consumed. <laughs> That's right. That's right, because otherwise their marriage would have fallen apart if she hadn't played uh, religiously for 15 right, hours. Right, right. Exactly. She and her husband had a blast playing together at first, at first. But she was more into exploring. He was more into gaming, so he left her behind. He left her behind because she wanted to explore and he wanted to level up. For 40 hours a week. For 40 hours a week, that's right. They both had to quit their jobs. No gas happening in that house. No, yeah. Maybe they had oil heat. Myro says she didn't mind too much. She met plenty of really nice people willing to help her, hang out with her, give her gold even. Oh, her clinging needs have been met otherwise. Ooh, yeah. A suckerfish is born. A suckerfish is born. People in the game are a lot more genuine than they are in real life. All right. <laughs> this, yeah, she's well grounded. She's. People in the game are a lot more genuine than they are in real life. Um, three things wrong with that. One, no, people in the game are not a lot more genuine than they are in real life. Two, you're talking about people who exist in real life because you're interacting not with cartoons, you're interacting with people that are typing at the other end of a keyboard. There are real live human beings uh, that are creating this text that you're reading. So they are people and they are in real life, but all right, anyway. Being hidden behind this mask of your character, you're able to be a little more open and honest with people because they don't know who you are. That's the topic of an entirely different article. That's like, that's a whole nother can of worms. But uh, um, I don't see how it serves this lady's purpose to prove just how evil this game is. Oh, she's got another page. Oh, good. Okay. Leveling up. Here we go. Hanging out and making friends is a powerful draw in online gaming. But so is opening a can of whoop-ass. If you even have the slightest smidgen of a competitive streak, role-playing games like WoW are kryptonite. She's using... For, she's, she's, she's using a fictionally dangerous substance for <laughs> Superman to help make her point. 
beware, Superman. If you're feeling cranky after that long uh, stretch of waiting on the highway, when all you want to do is get home, and you're stuck behind 57 billion cars that are rubbernecking in an accident on the opposite side, whatever. Don't get caught by the kryptonite of wow, or your superpowers will be diminished. And you'll be a zombie that can't pay his gas bill. This is another quote from Dr. Hillary Cash. There's a tremendous gratification if you level up and get really good, and so you can be competing against yourself, and that has a certain power. But once you really feel like you're competing against other people, and you really want to receive the admiration that comes with achieving a high status in this game, that's a very powerful motivator. And this is bad because... But we're the zombies. We're the zombies. We're the evil ones. We're the evil ones. We're, we're addicted, afflicted, obsessed, consumed zombies who can't pay their gas bill. Who the hell is Samir Laji? Lalji. Whatever. Samir Lalji can relate. Samir Lalji is someone who can relate. The Toronto-based computer consultant who was hooked on WoW for about a year, eventually becoming a very high-ranking character. This is a Toronto-based computer consultant. Okay. Quote, The way WoW worked was that the more time you spent playing the game, the better you could get and the more things you could do, he said. That's what I was more addicted to, was trying to be the best. Okay. But that's WoW's fault? And that's WoW's fault. It's, it's obviously they, they designed the game to make this guy, this computer consultant, addicted to it. Because he wanted to be the best. Because he wanted that's to be the best. That's what I was more addicted to, was trying to be the best. And obviously everybody that plays the game is trying to be the best. That must be. And we'll, you know, put in 15 hours of play straight, 40 hours a week. Even though Lalji became the best, the number one priest character on his server, the game had taken a heavy toll. He was out of shape from sitting in front of the computer for 20 hours a day, and his job performance suffered. So, about a year ago, he quit playing. Withdrawals from his WoW habit were tempered by a new distraction, Lalji says, going to the gym up to six days a week. I think that worked for me, replacing one addiction for another, he says. This is five pages of crap. This is five pages of rechewed diarrhea. There's nothing here. There's nothing of substance here. And this woman gets paid? This woman gets paid to write for MSNBC? What is the date on this? This is today's... This is today? April 22nd, 2008? This stuff has been gone over so damn many times, it's barely recognizable because of the tractor treads. This is old. This is, this is like the same old... This is not even as good as the same old stuff. This woman has nothing to say. So, we hope you enjoyed that little tidbit from Mr. Anti-Ed, also known as Adam Five, who has his own podcast, International Detective Dragons from Outer Space. If you have any commentary of your own you would like to add regarding the article or the response or, well, just about anything, of course, you can write in to fthradio at gmail.com and let us know what you think. Thank you for, for listening. And I hope, we, uh, I hope that wasn't offensive to anyone, and I apologize if it was. And for those of you sitting there going, oh, so that's where she gets it. I got news for you. He gets it from me. But anyway, we have gone on long enough. We must take a break. Yes, we must. Well, let me just find something here and uh, I'll play it for you. That works. Yeah. Old Godzilla was.
fellas hopping around Tokyo City like a big playground When suddenly a Batman burst from the shade And hit Godzilla with a bat grenade Godzilla got pissed and began to attack But didn't expect to be blocked by Shaq Who proceeded to open up a can of Shaq food When Eric Carter came out of the blue And he started beating up Shaquille O'Neal Then they both got flattened by the Batmobile But before we could make it back to the Batcave Abraham Lincoln popped out of his grave And took an AK-47 out from under his hat Blew Batman away with a rat-a-tat-tat But he ran out of bullets and he ran away Because Optimus Prime came to save the day This is the ultimate showdown Of ultimate destiny Good guys, bad guys, and explosions As far as the eye can see And only one will survive I wonder who it will be This is the ultimate showdown Of ultimate destiny Steady when Abraham Lincoln came back with a machete But suddenly something caught his leg and he tripped in Indiana Jones took him out with his whip Then he saw Godzilla sneaking up from behind Then he reached for his gun which he just couldn't find Cause Batman stole it and he shot and he missed And Jackie Chan deflected it with his fist Then he jumped in the air and he did a somersault While Abraham Lincoln tried to pull balls onto Optimus Prime But they collided in the air Then they both got hit by a Care Bear stare This is the ultimate showdown sweater. because I can't stand watching horror movies. I try to avoid sitting here thinking of what to say next. I like to make it off the cuff, spontaneous. It doesn't work. <laughs> all I want now, and all I ever really wanted ever since I was a little kid, is total omnipotence. Is that too much to ask? I could even get out on a limb of wild speculation. I know, pretty odd thing to do for this podcast. I could fit your brain in a hollow pea, I swear. That's just too clear cuts, too black and white. It's all point of view, don't you understand? It's point of view. Oh, man. Every other podcast is better than mine. <laughs> That's enough. 
Whining time is over. No doubt, if you were paying attention, you detected a minor tinge of paranoia. But this is supposed to be fun. I'm supposed to be doing this for fun. And if it means exhibiting false enthusiasm, I'm not above that. So I'm just going to apologize now and let's move on. So what specifically are you worried about, Adam? You would probably want to grab me around the neck with your arm and pull my head off. Did that make any sense? That, of course, was a promo for International Detective Dragons from Outer Space, which you can find at www.anim5.com. And before that, we had Lemon Demon and Ultimate Showdown of Ultimate Destiny. Yes, I know I've played that before, but I was in the mood to hear Mr. Rogers kicking everyone in the ass. It's just been that kind of week. Here we are at our last segment. My God, we had a lot to talk about. We have news, we have tidbits, we have things, we have so much. And emails, of course, emails. Tons and tons of emails, which are fabulous. So let us begin by first announcing some very cool pieces of news. First and foremost, one of our very own listeners... Actually, one of like one of our first listeners has done a podcast of his own, which is very cool. And I speak of Sauron. Those of you who have known Sauron has written in many, many times and has listened to us from the very beginning and has decided to do a podcast of his own, which is very cool. It is called The Long Ride Home. You can find it at www.tlrhome.com. This, by the way, has nothing to do with World of Warcraft. (laughs) Actually, it's not true. It doesn't have nothing to do with it. But essentially, it's a podcast about just stuff you talk about during your commute. Stuff you would talk about in your, your long ride, things you think about, funny stories, things that happen at work, all these kind of like things that you just happen to talk about in your your daily commute. So definitely check it out. Again, this is from Sauron, and the podcast is called The Long Ride Home. And he's got a couple of episodes out already, which are awesome. And uh, we hope you give him a listen because it's very, very cool. So congrats and good luck to you on that, Sauron. Our next piece of news, actually it's not even news, our next item to discuss. It's been a long time coming, but at last it has happened. FTH Radio, the ultimate game. Yes, we have our own game out. Now, for those of you who will look at this and say it looks a lot like the game Asteroids, you would be completely and totally wrong in that assumption because it has nothing to do with that game. Absolutely nothing. It not even... They are two dissimilar things in a pod as you can get. It has nothing to do with asteroids. I don't even know why I'm bothering to bring that point up because that's how dissimilar it is. And for those of you who have no clue what Asteroids is, then this will be really a new experience for you. But yes, we have FTH Radio, the ultimate game, up on our website. If you don't know what our website is, shame on you. No, our website is www.forthehorderadio.com. And if you would like, you can go check it out. And just again, nothing to do with Asteroids. Okay, then. But a fun little thing for you to investigate. Well, that's it for news, I think. 
And now we're going to move into, well, first, I before we move into our, our fabulous emails, I first have to give a shout out. Yes, I have to give a shout out. I have to give a huge shout out. And this shout out goes to Zerilis of the Blossom and Blood Guild on the Draenor server. And my shout out to her is for listening to me rant incoherently. I don't know about incoherently, but just listening to me rant one particular evening, just having a, a, a not so good time. And I had to leave my server. And this was because I was, you know, this brings me up on a, a thing. I'm, this is a big can of worms, so I'm not, I'm going to try not to get into it much. But just in general, uh, and I'm sure many of you out there in guilds have or have run it through these people. The uh, only way to describe them, lazy ass players. Players who don't want to do anything for themselves. They want people to take them by the hand and lead them through everything. Lead them through quests. Lead them through instances. And this was somebody in our guild. No, not any of our listeners who have joined. You guys have been awesome. This was just kind of a a stray person that kind of hopped on the guild. We're not sure how this person got in. Because we've all asked, like, who is this guy? Does anyone? No, I don't know him. So we're we're not sure how he got in, but he got in. And that's fine. That's good. And and I, I don't mind helping anyone, but not when you're you're this this what's a, there's got to be a term for this. Is there a term and I'm missing it? This time hog, this kind of weird suckerfish that hangs on to you that wants you to do all of these quests. Run me through instances, person. And I had a particular run in with this person, and I this was before I hit seventy, and I was I was in that focused mode. Remember I told you after sixty eight you get focused. I was in that mode. And I'm out in Tarakar Forest. I'm out in Outlands. And I get this whisper from this person. Can you run me through? Not even help me with assist or, hey, do you have a moment? No. Can you run me through such and such an instance? Now, I had just come in. I had just gotten out there. It's like, okay, I am ready to level. And I get this. And I said, I, I tried the polite way to put it. And I said, oh, gee, you know, um, I'm not going to be on long, which was true. I wasn't. It, it's a weeknight. I'm not on. If I get on at all, I'm not on for very long, maybe an hour. I said, yeah, ah, oh, gee, I'm not on for very long, you know, so I, I wouldn't be able to really be much of a help. Trying to politely go, you know, look, dude, come on. Look where I am. Look where you're at. You're asking me to go to another freaking continent. Essentially, drop what I was doing to run you through because you don't want to look for a other players your your size to group with or a pug or hell. Wait. The response I got was so. It's not like you're doing anything. And that bugged me a lot because it puts people in the position where it's like, oh, well, my time's more important than yours. I hate that. I really hate that. And short of, and I was really getting ready to just kind of G-kick this little punk out. But of course, we are a guild of five guild leaders. So, of course, nothing gets done on the spur. You know, don't act in in passion. Don't act in heat of the moment. And I left the server and was, it, it just really hit me the wrong way that particular evening. So I went and jumped on the Draenor server where I had made a cute little alt had joined up with the Blossom and Blood Guild so I can hang with, with that guild and go hi every so often. And unfortunately for Zerilis, <laughs> she happened to be on. And here comes Auntie Ed foaming at the mouth, coming on, you know, hi, how are you? Wrong question to ask at that point. 
So, of course, here it comes, this giant spew of vengeful, hateful dough. I was so pissed off. Because it, it, it just hit me wrong. You ever have those days in game, it just comes at you the wrong way? Another day, maybe it wouldn't have bothered you so much, but it really bothered me. So she was just wonderful, allowing me to kind of vent all this on her. And I do apologize for that, because I don't think I've been back on since. It's just been very, very crazy on my end. So I apologize for just coming on going, blah, 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 and then leaving. So thank you so much, Cyrilus, for listening to me go on. She saw the ugly side of Auntie Ed. The very ugly side. You don't want to see that side often. Anyway, so thank you. Huge shout out to you, Zerilis, for <laughs> putting up with me for that. That was really awesome. And it was very much needed. I, you just, like, I just need someone to listen to you kind of go on. And then you're like, okay, I'm fine. So thank you very much. I don't want to say that's like my first shout out because... Uh, that is a shout out I want to give, you know, specific, but oh hell, how about a shout out to everyone listening? Yay! Big shout out to all you guys listening right now. And, and we can't thank you enough for doing so. It's just really awesome that you do and you download the show and we hope you're enjoying it. Now, now, we come to, it's time. Yes, it is. It is time for the reading of the email. The reading of the emails. You know what I'm going to say next, but before we get to that, I always have a but before we start that. And the reason I say that is because, well, before we start the reading of the emails, we have a special thing. We had a call-in. We actually had two call-ins, but I'm going to play the first for you now. And uh, we'll go from there into the emails. I think that'll work. Yes, indeed. You got Sanders on them? Uh, okay, getting there. We need two more. They'll be sticking on me like glue, okay? There's okay. one... To oh, oh man, freaking ad. Oh, yeah. I'll take him. I'll take him. Okay, 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 okay. I got uh, it. Binge. Oh, damn oh, oh. bird. Uh, wait a minute. You see that? What? What's that? I don't it's know. It's eclipsing the sun. What is that? I've never seen anything like that. Me neither. Holy oh crap! Oh my god! You know what I think that is? It can't be. I think so. A, a nice, nice alliance, alliance player. player. Wow. What, what are they doing? Holy crap, he's helping. No. Oh, man, this guy. I don't believe what? this. It, keep swinging, it, keep swinging. I, I am, I am, I am. Oh, my God. Wow. Whoa. Oh, wow. Wow, he's we just, got... he's, Did he just wave? He waved. Can you do that? I don't know. He's walking I'm, away now. He's just leaving. That's it. He yeah. didn't do anything else. Man. Wow, wow I'm so no confused one, now. <laughs> I am, no one is ever going to believe us about yeah. this. Yeah. Wait, tap and see if, you, see if you can wave back. I think I got it. Okay. Uh, I'll try to. Okay, okay there. Did yes, I did. I waved back. Okay, let me try. Oops. What? That top's fart. Oh. <laughs> Hi, For the Horde Radio. This is Precaution from the E-Trig server. I'd just like to state that I am not a stud muffin, first off, Zog of XP, and uh, I will kill you with the Fell Reaver many times for that. Um, second off, I wanted to uh, state that I've been hearing a lot of these stories about good alliance recently, and uh, I'm sorry, I don't know what server you guys play on, but that does not happen on Etrig, <laughs> Not at all. Um... I was farming Gardar the other day, right beside with the uh, Cleft of Spawn, and uh, this hunter 
starts uh, stealing my kills. Um, just an example, you know, they don't care. When they go in, when you go into Hala, they don't fight fair. They zerg you, you know. I'm sorry, guys. I even with emotes when you try and talk to them. I'm I'm pure horrid. I'll kill them whenever I uh, see them. All right, bye. Sorry, you have to uh, embrace them. You know, I don't think we so much embrace them as we look at them as curiosities. You know, you revel. When you find something, you revel in the experience when you find something strange. And, you know, when you see some, when you see something that's really that out of the ordinary, then you're gonna enjoy it. You're gonna dig on it a little bit. And, you know, give props to the player. Yeah. Because, you know, there's a person behind the keyboard. If they made a bad career choice, that's, you know, hey, we all do these things. They made a bad choice and picked Alliance, well, okay. But if they're a decent player and human being, that deserves props. Yeah. And it's not like I know I have my share of plenty of Alliance have annoyed me, but so has everybody. Yeah. So it's sorry you're having such a hard time in the Etrig server. Yeah, that doesn't sound like a fun place to be. Yeah, ultimately, I think the point of the game is, hey, have fun. Exactly. It's just such a rare occurrence to see a nice Alliance player out there. And when yeah. they do you a favor or they do something, hey, it's nice to, to bring it to the attention. Because there are nice people playing on the opposing faction. Just, unfortunately, they're night elves. And gnomes. Uh, I have, don't think I've ever seen a nice gnome. You know what? Come to think of it, neither have I. I have never, ever seen a nice gnome. Occasional, once in the rare moon, I'll see the occasional night elves, but never a nice gnome player. And I really haven't run into any pleasant draenei either. Of course, if I was eating a freaking octopus, I don't guess I'd be (laughs) nuts either. For every nice alliance story we got, there are 50 bad ones. For those who write those tales in, it's it's worth hearing because it's nice to hear about players doing nice things for other players, no matter whose side they're on. Yeah. But thanks for calling in. First email comes to us from uh, Bucks, uh, level 70 troll hunter, also known as Muzzy. Bugs rides. Dear Annie Ed, I have just dinged 70 on my troll hunter Bugs. I am so happy. And now that I... Sorry, that was a little woohoo. Oh, okay, got that. (laughs) And now that I got to 70, I decided to respect to... That's Marksman? MM's Marksman? Yeah, Marksmanship. Okay, I decided to respect to Marksmanship because while I was Beast Mastery, I was getting the constant reminder that I was a Huntard. I decided to make it my main and keep the Boomkin Muzzy on the down low. So... There I was. I love that. So there I was. <laughs> a newly level 70 troll hunter when I see crossroads under attack. So I'm thinking, I'm 70. I can help. Way to come in there with the altruism. So I go there to find a fully epic out Shadow Priest Dwarf. Ew. Let's just, ta- let's, just, let's, just take a, let's just take a minute and think about that for a second. A fully epic out Shadow Priest Dwarf. And now I'm nauseated. Okay. Okay. Um, Yeah. I look around and see no NPCs and no lobies. Of course, he greets me with a slash rasp and slash fart. I play on an RMP realm, and I understand that most alliance are idiots. So he challenges me to a duel, and me unflagged, deny. Then, to my surprise, I see his stealth rogue friend right (laughs) behind me. Ho, ho, sneaky Uh. Pete. Yes. I pretend not to notice him and whisper five of my friends, and they head up to cross. 
crossroads. My friends are all jump out and shoot them down on sight. We corpse count them twice and proven once again the most epic down of the Allies can't beat the dullest of the horde for the horde. Yep. <laughs> that's that, great. That's awesome. Way to be aware of your environment. Absolutely. And uh, way to have uh, way to have some backup, too. Absolutely. Uh, continues on. Me and a couple of the guildies decide to raid Goldshire. This is my first time to raid an alliance town, and I was psyched. We're slaughtering every NPC in the end and slaughtering low-B ally noobs who think they matter. Life was good, <laughs> and I see a very ugly, pink-haired gnome, 70 warrior in, quote-unquote, okay gear, and was slash rasping and spamming something that no horde could understand. Well, finally, there was no one left, killed all NPCs, and a bunch of little lobies coming from their corpses wave after wave, and it was hilarious. Multi-shots and snake traps, and they were all one-shotted. So the 70 gnome warrior flags and charges me. I wing-clipped and ran away and concussive-shotted, just like you told me. Way to come in there with the advice, Annie Ed. You got it. And before I knew it, he was on the ground, and I was dancing on his corpse. (laughs) And all was well. We ended up leaving from boredom instead of being driven out, because 70s and Stormwind don't care about their lobby friends. Unlike the Horde, who stand together and stand tall. And we most definitely stand tall, because we're not dwarves and we're not gnomes. That's right. So we literally stand tall, and and this coming from a cow. It was a good night, and I had a blast. Though the Alliance couldn't understand anything I said, that didn't stop me from spamming FTH radio while slaughtering them. Bucks, level 70 troll hunter, a.k.a. Muzzy. That's great. Oh, rock on. That's awesome. Great stories. Thank you for sending those in. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, you know, that's the kind of stuff that doesn't happen to me. (laughs) (laughs) I get out there and I do this and I just die. I die horrible deaths. But then again, and they're dancing on my corpse. And, you know, I'm waiting on the Marines. Anyway, but, you know, once again, we never made any. any bones about the fact that I stink at PvP. Anyway. Well, we never really gave it a good try. Yeah. But PvP is definitely something you have to learn. Yeah, and you got to spec for it. And so our next email comes to us from Kulex of the Blossom and Blood. Ah, who writes, Yes. Who writes, uh, Annie Ed, I don't have anything epic or intense to write about, just some random snippets of whatnots and whosits. The King Viper, I should add, is quite the awesome fellow. He wrote about doing some dastardly things on the Draenar server, but what he didn't mention is he, as a druid, has a Care Bear form. I met him in Blade's Edge Mountains when I was questing with some idiot warrior. The goop kept letting me die. The King Viper was watching me from his flight form and eventually took pity on me and helped keep me alive while finishing my quest. I switched over to my Alliance spy character. I keep them around so I can shout out obscenities in a language they understand and then hide. And asked him if he needed my help while we were out there to return the favor and whatnot. He politely declined, saying he was just helping me out because he knew how rough that area was. I called him an undercover horde, he laughed, and FTH was brought up. I told him about the show, and I guess he liked it, seeing as he wrote in and whatnot. Actually, I was so taken by the guy, I was inspired to roll a night elf druid. Ooh, Kulex. Anyway, 
And while I refuse any sort of communication with Alliance when on that character, I do talk to the King Viper. The guy was so tickled by me rolling an Alliance because of him, he went out and bought me four Netherweave bags and gave me 20 gold to start with. He's kind of a nice guy. Dear Lord. Yeah. Wow. That, man, I was, that's pretty impressive. That's very nice. Oh, and before I forget, we discussed the new show and specifically your call-out to the priest you, Zerilis, and myself encountered while outside of Falcon Watch. The King Viper left that priest's guild because of a bunch of guys in it who were jerks. Apparently, not even that priest is liked on the other side either. Sorry if I went on there for a bit. All of that really amused me. That, and I don't think the King Viper is the kind of guy to toot his own horn. From the sounds of our conversation, he's got a lot of horde friends besides me. The funny part is, he made them all in his druid. They all approached him the same way I did. And that is from Kulex, again of the Blossom and Blood Guild on the Draenor server. Uh, oh, way to go, the King Viper. That's cool. Yeah. You are horde. Yeah. You are. You just don't know it yet. I mean, you know, I gotta sympathize with these people who, you know, unfortunately made a bad, you know, career choice, rolled up that alliance character, got them all the way to 70 before realizing they were horde. And, you know, that's gotta be a tough pill to swallow. I got one from uh, Muzzy as well, our Boomkin buddy. Uh, and he writes in, Hey, Big V, and he puts it in big, bold letters, which I just love for some reason. Uh, yeah, it doesn't take much to amuse me, and when I see that, that just beside myself. <laughs> doesn't take much to amuse It really doesn't, and I just like that. So, hey, excellent. Uh, Muzzy writes, what's new with you? Going uh, protection spec has to be turning your entire gameplay around. Oh, you have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> Hope you're enjoying it more rather than less, and the answer to that is most definitely. If I roll a character on your server with you and directionally challenge, it would be great to raid Goldshire and stick it to those dirty alliance with their not-elves to those no- annoying Gnomes. Well, talk to you later. For the Horde and Tarin for the win. Cool. Thanks for uh, sending that in, Muzzy. And yeah, come on over. We'll uh, we'll raid Goldshire. Uh, it sounds like you know how to do it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So that's yeah, maybe cool you can thing. maybe you can show me because I don't. Uh, <laughs> I'll go over there in some you know with my big you know level sixty six cow and you know some level thirty. Gnome Warlock will probably hand me my bovine butt, which would just be shame of shame. Yeah. That would be, like, really shame. Yeah, I wouldn't mention that. Yeah, I, prob- <laughs> I probably wouldn't even bring that up. Then I would have to kill anybody who saw, you know, and so there would be no witnesses. You know, dead tunes tell no tales. That's right. Well, actually, they do, but... <laughs> And we have another email from our friend Eskimog, who writes in a very nice tale. Hey, Annie Ed, I have a call out. So I wanted to look like a total badass, so I bought the Blood Elf Bandit Mask, which, by the way, does look really cool. And why is it the Blood Elf Bandit Mask is only found by the Drain Eyes? Someone explain that to me, please. Does this make sense? Okay. Well, anyway, I leveled up and I don't need it anymore because I can use stuff that actually gives me stats and whatnot, so I decided I'm going to sell it. So I announce on Trade Channel that I'm selling and I want a reasonable offer. So I get stupid whispers, mostly from Night Elf Hunters and Rogues. Ugh. And there is one that I need to mention. So, Gracken of the, I'm not good enough to have a guild because I'm a Night Elf Druid, too bad he's not a Night Elf Hunter because I can make fun of him more guild. 
Guild. Very long guild name. I haven't heard that one before. <laughs> That's great. So here's how the conversation goes. Now, for, for those of you listening in to this tale, we have a cast of characters for this one. Vesk, the elitist gnome warrior, I know I'm a gnome, but no one will know I'm undercover, mwahaha, will be played by Auntie Ed. And Gracken, a night elf icky, is appropriate played by Big V, with special cameo appearance of Blech. That's the character's name. That's him. We'll be played by who? Uh, I'll do. <laughs> you the black. You black. And so our story unfolds. Selling Blood Elf Banded Mask, PST. Please have a reasonable offer. Check the auction house. Random Night Elf Hunter. 60 silver. No. <laughs> Forward slash ignore. One gold. Dude, check the auction house before you make me an offer again. Is it less or more? More. Oh. 20 gold? Sure, I'll COD it. Hey, thanks, man. Wow, an alliance who's actually kind of not immature. <laughs> yeah, I'm hard inside. Got pulled over here by a friend. <laughs> Me too. Sweet. Well, I'll talk to you later. Five minutes later. So, um, one gold then? That was just annoying. Please, man. Please! I want it so bad! I just COD'd it to someone. Can you get another? No. Can you get another? No! I'll give you stuff. I just sold it! Can you get another? I'll give you crappy sort of crappiness. <laughs> Dude, that sells for less than one gold in the auction house. Please, don't try to scam me. Leather gloves of crappiness that warriors wouldn't use anyway? Dude, I just COD'd it to someone. Can you get another? No. Sorry, I don't speak noob. Dude, you're the one offering me stuff that sells for less than one gold on the auction house. You have no right to call me a noob. You're a lower level than me. Kraken is now ignoring you. How many times have we seen stuff like that? Very often. I mean, Too that's often. What, I mean, that's why whenever I get into a city, I just totally leave the trade channel. Yeah, but he continues after that that in, <laughs> that great story. So that is my story. Hopefully you got some laughs from it. It was completely true. I got it from my chat log. Also, I have a question that I know the answer to, but to see if anyone else knows the answer. So I guess it's kind of like trivia. Here it goes. Why can't humans be hunters? The answer... Because in the Warcraft games, the archer role was always given to night elves and the guns to dwarves. Well, that was my trivia question for the show. Hopefully you get a kick out of that. Well, that's about all I have for you right now. But I'll keep in touch over the next few weeks. I'll be sad because of no gnome baning, night elf punching, cow, cow level leveling episode of... Horde for Life, Estimag. Thank you for sending that in. Boy, did we get a kick out of that little back and forth you had. Oh, yeah. With Kraken, the Night Elf Icky. What an idiot. <laughs> it kind of makes you wonder. Somebody will put that will actually have that conversation with you? Really? I mean, how can they do that and like remember to breathe? <laughs> I mean, how can they do so? You know, the high, you know, the higher level, you know, stuff, and still keep up with the primitive stuff. You know, oh, who knows? God. But God, what a what an idiot! So, yeah. well, I'm glad you actually sold it to yet another undercover horde out there. It's funny that they actually brought it up. Like, wow, an alliance is actually nice. Yeah. <laughs> 
But thank you for setting that in. Yes, we, we did enjoy that. So we get an email from uh, Ghislaine of the uh, Bleeding Hollows server. She writes, Dear Annie, Ed, and Big V. Love it when I'm in there. <laughs> it's the little things. I'm finally writing in. I've been listening to your show since about episode 13. I went back and listened to all the old ones and have been listening since. I'm a big fan of the show and love you from the barn. Aww. I have a confession, <laughs> though. When I started listening, I was a horde, but then my friend wanted to play on a PvP server with some of his co-workers. A lot of these stories are people who go to play with their friends, but their friends all want to play Alliance. I don't get it. I don't either. I guess they think it's more shiny or something. I don't know. They don't appreciate brown the way the rest of us do. I'll tell you, you know, there's something to be said for brown. And looking like all your lands came uh, came out of the oven. Uh, she continues on. I'm still a horde at heart, though. I didn't want to write in till I had some kind of story or call out, which I now have both. The plot thickens. A little history about me. Although I'm a female gamer, most of my characters end up being male. Mostly because if I have to stare at something for hours on end, it might as well be something I enjoy. I understand completely. I, most of my characters are male too. Not for that reason, though. I've got a, I've got a mix. You know, the cow is a, you know, the cow is obviously you know a male cow. You sure. Pretty sure. Okay. Try to milk him. See what happens. But we've already covered that. Yes, but the, but the, yeah, but the but the Madge but the Madge is female. I mean, we've we've gone there. I mean, she, you know, the Madge looks like Tammy Wynette. But anyway, so she continues on. So the character I happened to be on was Ghislaine, my level thirty male Draenei paladin, squid free face. Good for you. <laughs> Good for you. Shows you were listening. There will be a quiz at the end. There of will each be a show. quiz at the, at the end of each show. I was in Duskwood at the Volgal Ogre Mound for a quest. I had to collect a monocle from a named ogre. I fought my way to the name, clearing the cave, and this human warrior, I think, Wayne Adris, was following me. The name was with two other ogres, and having no real way to separate them, I pulled all three and started wailing on the name. Logical. He jumps in and starts hitting the name after I had already dropped it to 68% health. After the name was down, I killed the other ogres. He just stood there. Before I looted, he invited me to a group, which I declined. This is the conversation that followed. The spelling is left, as it was when he sent me the tales. So... The part of the uh, of the good guy will be played by Andy Ed, and the part of the total jackass will be played again by Big <laughs> B. Okay, now let me just mention that you really—it's hard to get the really the ignorance of this person without seeing the actual tales. It, it is true. I mean... We will have to... We will do our best. Yeah. But you really you have to see... Wow. I mean, if you can't even spell your curse words right... Cue. Bad. You ask... Okay. I didn't ask for help. I had left and headed to Ravenhill Cemetery. You killed my guy. Excuse me, I had pulled a group of three, and I'm on the quest as well. I didn't ask you to jump in and help, so you might want to watch who you turn around and call and ask. Wow, you're a nerd, aren't you? A fat, lonely nerd. We're playing WoW. What are you going to do? Think what you want. It's what you're going to do anyway. You think this is really? I think he meant to say, do you think this is real? Are you dumb or something? Ooh, you're so tough now. No, I'm just ignoring you. Damn, what are you, three years old? I'm not the one making comments over a mob that most likely respond by now. 
WTF, you're messed up, kid. You made your first kiss still, don't you? No idea. You realize that made no sense, right? You probably never kissed a girl. I bet you're a little bitch. You know, you're right. I have never kissed a girl, but mostly because I am a girl and prefer guys. And I am known to be a bitch sometimes. You're a girl? Uh-huh. Wow. Can you act like that? I'm not the one whining about killing a mob before you could. Okay, you're cool. I'm mad because I was fighting him and then you killed him and stole the kill from me because I stopped to try and make both of us to get the kill. I hate to tell you, but you invited me after I had killed it. So either way, you wouldn't have gotten the quest item. And as I said before, I pulled the group of three and had already damaged him, so he was my mob. So I didn't steal him. You should get... You know that? I better the girl that no one wanna f am I right? You're just mad because you didn't get what you want, and continuing the conversations proves you're immature. No, but the homo hadn't responded yet, and it's funny how you don't die. It, how old are you? How about trying that again in English? Hold on. Okay, that guy's hadn't come back to life yet, and I'm wondering how old you are. Old enough. And I think he's on a five-minute spawn timer, so he should be up. Even after he acts like a jerk, I still try to help him. Sometimes I hate my helping nature. He's not, and I'm 17. How old are you? Yeah, okay, I don't care. I just want to know. But since it bugs you, I am 23. Are you hot? Does it matter? I don't do online dating, and certainly not from someone who gets that flustered over a game. Where do you live? The personal interview is over. Happy hunting. I really don't know why I didn't ignore him at this point, but I logged to grab something for dinner. I was offline for about 30 minutes. Later, as I logged on... Hello, cutie. How are you? Wondering why you're sending me a tell? Me too, LOL. So, are you hot? Seek help. Can I seek help from you? And this is where I ignored him. So... Hopefully you found the conversation event amusing, and I'd like to call out Wayne Address of the Bleeding Hollow server for being sexist, because as soon as he found out I was a female type person, he started flirting with me, basically. Well, love the show, keep it up, knowing that you have a horde in disguise listening on the Bleeding Hollow server. From Gillene. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> got patience of a saint. That's all I have to say. <laughs> that just, good grief. Wow. Gameplay may change unexpectedly how do you guys put up with that because well i wouldn't but <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this guy would have been ignored so long before this point i don't know how, how you managed to just like oh wow yeah and, and not to mention i probably would have uh, drop kicked him over to a gm by that point oh de most definitely yeah I, I probably would have just like reported him but that's me because because uh, some of those comments are like jesus yeah. That's just wrong, okay? <laughs> yeah. And, dude, you said you were 17, which means you may be 14. Now, oh. not, not to take anything away from our 17-year-old our listeners, but, dude, if you're, if, if you're macking on somebody's cartoon in a game, you need Ooh. to get out. <laughs> you need to go out. Seriously. Yeah. And, I mean, well, here's the thing. She was in her male character. Wow. She was in her male character, and it wasn't until he found out she was a female that he started that. Well, at least she didn't start humping his leg. <laughs> so, well, kudos for you for putting up with that, but good lord, what patience you have. I don't have that. 
I mean, that's good for you. That's just really impressive stuff that you put I up mean, with it, and and for sharing it with the rest of us. That was awesome, even better. I'm wondering if it had a cleansing effect. But we appreciate it. Thank you. And for anyone else, by the way, I am absolutely loving that we're getting scripts in and chat logs of this stuff. This is great. Yeah, but you can't make this stuff up. I mean, you can't. The stranger than fiction, and I couldn't make something that good up. I mean, that's, <laughs> my brain just doesn't work like that. So I am loving these these scripts that you guys are sending in. It is so awesome. So if you want to send in one, please do because they're yeah. fun. Yeah. And they, and it makes the rest everyone else feel like they were there, sort of. And I feel like I was there, and it yeah makes me want to go take a shower. I, I mean, know. Yeah, that's yeah, it's dirty. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I feel. I mean, I feel bad for you know playing you know a male cow now. All right. Well, we have another email from Bone Smoker, aka Rifkin, who writes, "Hey, Annie Ed, ding! My little poopy-haired gnome Bone Smoker reached level seventy shortly after your last episode was released. I have a couple of things to celebrate too, along with that." One, I reached level 70 without getting my name reported. And two, I reached level 70 with a whopping 24 honor kills. Yeah, PvP ain't my strong suit. It feels good to get that done. Now I can concentrate on other things like daily quests, getting some easy purples, and maybe even a few dungeons. The game really starts over once you hit that top level. Maybe I might even work on an alt. Anyway, I've been enjoying your long shows, and I'll try to get in on the next event you have. Any ideas on something good? And that's from Bone Smoker, a.k.a. Rifkin. Another one of our undercover horde out there, because their friends play Alliance PvP. (laughs) But thank you for sending in. Congrats on 70, even though it's a gnome. Congrats on 70. (laughs) Yes, I will will give you the moo. Moo-hoo! That one's on. No, you want another one? Yeah, I want another one. Okay, okay, go ahead. Congratulatory moo. Moo! Yes. The official moo of the cow. We get an email from Down Under. I love it. Well, it's Down Under for us. (laughs) Yeah, true. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it's not Down Under for y'all, it's Down Under for us, but hey. At any rate, we get an email from Australia, and it's from Garkapal, level 45 Orc Rogue from Proudmoor, and Onahapata, level 35 Torin Druid, also of the Proudmoor server, and they write, Hi, Annie Ed and Big V, because we can't forget the giant T-Bone. <laughs> That's pretty good. You know, I'll, uh, I, I kind of take that whole Tauren Pride thing seriously, but I'll take T-Bone. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> so, they're right. Anywho, just thought I'd comment on the whole Blizz Wants Alliance Love Babies thing. I started my wildlife as an alliance, a night elf, but a priest, so that's not so bad. All right, we'll give you that. Yeah, fair enough. Rolled several different alliance alts and basically screwed around then stopped playing. After Burning Crusade came out, the girlfriend and I leapt onto WoW again and rolled Blood Elves for a change of scenery. Apart from a few prats, we had a guild leader who chased us off the server for deigning to quit his guild. Bastard. We had a blast. But when we hit mid-40s, we kind of petered out, then swapped to Draenei and got them to 70. So... With all that XP under our belts, we can happily tell you that it's pretty balanced as you go up. It teeters and totters depending on where you are. Our current hordies are 45. Well, mine's 45. The girlfriend's is 35. Catching her up, though. Okay, that's enough gushing for now. Keep up the awesome. Slash waves from Australia. Garkapal and Onahapada. Awesome! Oh, that's so cool! That is so great! (laughs) If I could pull a decent Australian accent, I'd... 
do it right now, but I can't. But thank you so Gosh. much. Yeah, that, that, that is. And you know what? That I mentioned something that I've kind of wondered about. You know, we always kind of wonder, okay, who's got it better? And from fiddle farting around over there on the alliance, on the alliance side, I can see it does kind of go back and forth like that. In a way, yeah. it's it's nice to hear instead of you know you walk into Goldshire and ding seventy, which is what I kind of <laughs> thought would happen. You know, you go into Goldshire, ding, you're seventy. That's it. Because you have all the seventies hanging out there. I kind of thought, yeah, you know, that's what happened. No, no. You don't ding 70, but you do hit 58. So Only after you've gone to Stormwind. Right. Um, you have to go to Stormwind, then go back to Goldshire. It's a quest. You see? Yeah. And then you ding 58, <laughs> and that's the end of it. So it's nice to hear it's balanced. It's a still lean on the bias because it goes back to the alliance on the 40s, and everyone knows the 40s are hell. Oh, yeah. The 40s are sheer freaking hell to get through. And I'm not surprised to hear that you kind of teetered out when you hit that kind of mid-level point on your horse. Because it, it does. It's it like, oh, you really got to be focused and do it. Most yeah. people give up in the 40s. I've known people who have nothing but level 40 characters. They've never made a pass 40. Getting the mount will only take you about one level. You know, that, that, your thrill that you've got the mount that you can blow by everything else. And then by the time you hit 41, eh. novelty's over. Yeah, thrill's gone. The 40s are hard, so I'm not surprised to hear that the Lions have it easier on the 40 side. Anyway, thank you for giving us the update. Yeah. I, I am still curious to try our own experiment just to see, tit for tat, what we're talking about here. That could be something we work on in the future. We got an email, and this is from Sanaha on the Kazmodan server. I am an Alliance Night Elf, the kind Big V hates. But I have always respected the Horde. I have helped a lot of your Horde and even had a group of Alliance and Horde working together on a quest at the Laughing Skull Ruins in the Ring of Blood. The teamwork of my Alliance team and the Horde to take turns and help each other out during the three parts of that Ring of Blood. I hope you will read this on the FTH radio, even if it's not putting down in the Alliance good station. I listen to even though I am an alliance. Take care. I will say it because of the one night with Horde helping my group out for the Horde. Okay. And that is from Sanaha uh, of the Kazmodan yeah. server. Sanaha. Well, also, um, he has actually also used our call-in line. Uh-huh. Yes. So cool. So along with the email, we're also going to be playing for you now his call-in. Hello, Ed and Big V. This is um, Ed. Um, character name is Sanaha on the on the um, Kazma Dam server. I sent the email to you. I am Alliance, but uh, I enjoy I enjoy your show, and you got uh, you got my email. But uh, thought I couldn't figure out how to give you a review on iTunes. So I figured I'd give you a call and say that you got an awesome show. May not be horrid, but it's very enjoying to listen to you all, and I do not get offended by when you talk about the alliance like you do. Um, in fact, I've seen sometimes the alliance doing stupid things also, so I can't I can't look that either. I thought I might give you get, let you know that you all do an awesome job and keep it up and keep the show going. Take care. Cool. You know, I always love it when people use the call in line. That's yeah, just coolness, you it know. Is. It is. It's great. I love it. So yeah. thank you first for for calling in and sending an email, which is great. And, you know, even though you say you're an alliance, you know, Sanaha, I hate to tell you, you're really horde. Yeah. Because only a horde would get two teams of an alliance and a horde to work together in the Ring of Blood. 
Yeah, using sign language. Which is really impressive. <laughs> so you you are honorary horde. You you just you rolled the alliance before you realized it, but that's okay. But thank you very much for sending that in and we're glad you're enjoying the show. Yeah, cool. Alright, got an email from uh, Bob the Tarin. <laughs> I'm loving the name. <laughs> <laughs> So Bob the Tauren rides in and he says, just a quick bit of info on Wrath of the Lich King, which, parenthetically, he says, which needs a missing print on the back of mill cartons. I think that's the truth. Yes, uh, it does. Let's see. Number one, Dalaran. Apparently, will be flying slash floating above Northrend somewhere. No joke. Last BlizzCon, that's what they said. Uh, number two, Death Knights. Now, this confuses a lot of people. This was mentioned at BlizzCon 2. Firstly, the way you can acquire the Death Knight class, you have to get to level 80. Then, through a quest chain process, you go through the story of how to become a Death Knight. But through this, you decide not to join Arthas and become one. You're a hero, right? Can't have you running around helping the bad guy. Oh, I don't know about that, but okay. Well, hey, you know, I'll help the bad guy. I don't know. I I thought that would be kind of neat, but okay. Seriously. I mean, he's going to have to have somebody standing behind him if he rips his shorts on the frozen throne. (laughs) He's going to need someone to get a, you know, an ice chip to get him out of there. Yeah, really. (laughs) He's going to need somebody to drive the snow plow up there for him. (laughs) Okay. Now, after this... You can create a new character of the Death Knight class of either Alliance or Horde Alignment, and from what I could glean from them, any race. Time to cringe on the Gnome Death Knight. <laughs> new character starts in the 60 to 70 level range as is intended for in-game use only. As for the Paladin only thing, in my opinion, it ain't going to happen. Though it would be cool to be so close to the lore. I'm a big fan of the Warcraft series, even read the books they churn out like candy now. The problem with making the quest line only available to the Paladins, as wonderful as they currently are, steal with a squishy center. They'd have to pump out a bunch of other hero classes all at once just about balance out uh, those other players. Yeah, they would. I I really wasn't holding out for that rumor because I knew they... They, they wouldn't do that. They wouldn't single out one class. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty glad about that. And, and I know. I would be glad about that, too. But I'm, I'm also not surprised to hear you got to hit 80 and then go through a quest chain. Yeah, and it's probably going to be like the mother of all hellish quest chains. Yeah. I mean, seriously, you'll have to turn yourself inside out, jump up and down three times. And since. do it with like 80 other people. Yeah. All at the same time. So, I don't know. I'm... I'm actually a little afraid of it myself, but hey, you know. We'll see what happens. Yeah. Uh, includes a link, which was Wrath of the Lich King at BlizzCon, and it says, And oh, happy day, the dragons are back in Wrath of the Lich King. And I think that's a big enough email this week. Have fun and happy hunting, Bob the Tauren. Thank you, Bob, for Thanks, the Bob. <laughs> actual information on Wrath of the Lich King. Cool. We're going to link this link up on our website so you guys can take a look at it yourselves. We're all about the links here. Yes, we are. And we're all about the information. This is yeah. more that I've heard from anyone else right now. So yeah, exactly. Yeah, because I'm, uh, chances of me ever going to BlizzCon, pretty slim. Chances of anybody that I know going to BlizzCon, <laughs> just <laughs> even slimmer. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, so you know, it's good to have good to have people with the info. I mean, that's that's good stuff. Now, if we could just get a release date, right? Okay. Wait, 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 wait. What was that? No, I thought I heard hell freezing over there for a second. I was wrong. <laughs> yeah, 
out. Well, thank you very much for getting all that into us. All right, we got an email coming here to us from Garky, who says, Hi again. The girl and I were in the hinterlands getting the mallet of Zulgarak. She got the sacred mallet easy enough, but then we had to go through... Oh, I love these troll names. Jintha Alor. What was it? Jintha Alor. That's the way I'd say it. That'll work for me, too. Okay, we'll just use that. Um, To get it changed into the special mallet. Not just any old sacred mallet now. No, no. A special mallet. A special mallet. Anywho, not looking forward to grinding all the freaking way up to the altar. We arrived to discover a pair of 65 and 70 troll mages grinding the area. We said hi, and after a short chat, they offered to clear the path for us, as they were going that way anyway. So what would have been a 20-minute hard slog became a three-minute walk in the park. So, big shout-outs to Dwangler of the Dark Discipline Guild and Baby Girl of the Black Hand Elite Guild on the Proudmore server for making our lives easier. From Garkapaw and Onahapada. Cheers! And that is from Garky. Thank you for sending that follow-up email in. That is awesome. Yeah, and from what I remember about Z, um, have I even done ZF? I think I've done ZF. You've done ZF, but this is actually pre-ZF. This isn't even in ZF yet. I know what he's talking about. And I gotta tell you, 20 minute hard slog? Think back to those who remember long ago when they were all elite. All those trolls were elite at one point. Are you gonna turn into the grumpy troll again? Yes, because oh, it God. took me hours to do that in 20 minutes. Sorry. Back in my day, we didn't <laughs> have no three minute walk in the park. We had to go upstairs. We had okay. to throw sand at them. Cause they were elite and it just bounced off of them. And we had to bury them with it. And it took a day and a half. Thank you. <laughs> God, the, you know, these veteran players just get so grumpy. Yes, we're bitter. Bitter, because we had to do it the hard way. And yeah, my grandparents had to drive cars without automatic steering. <laughs> just saying. <laughs> anyway, thank you, Garky, for, for sending in that follow-up. <laughs> <laughs> hey, but isn't it so much better with your alt now, though? Doesn't that kind of help the bitterness just a little bit? Slightly. Although, and, and I know um, our insane Bob Priest is running through this as well. She gets annoyed with this as well. Because you go in through with the alt, and, and all you can do is kind of mutter to yourself as you're doing it. Even though it's easier now with your alt, you're still muttering. Because you remember how hard it was. Well, I'm, I can see why uh, our insane Bob Priest would be bitter. Because she was doing, like, all ten of her alts at the same time. Kenny, we love you. Mess, uh, got an email from Blood Axe uh, of the Magtheridon PvP server. Um, wow. Yeah, man, that's just... Wow. Yeah. That's okay. all I can say. Yeah, that, I mean, seriously, I mean, if you can, uh, just as an aside, as a level 68 protection warrior on a PvP server, the first question that comes to my mind is, man, how do you do that? But anyway, <laughs> just the fact that somebody can... I mean, it's your world. I'm just living in it. Uh, so, uh, Blood Axe writes, Hey, any Ed, this is Blood Axe, a level 68 protection warrior from the Mag Theridon PvP server, as we bow our heads reverently. Uh, I've been listening to your podcast when I started playing in November, and I'm an alt-making machine. Well, we we know some of those, but I have so much to tell you and to ask as well. First of all, I was leveling one of my alts in Crossroads, and I see the Crossroads is under attack. 
So I get on my pro- on my warrior and go out to help. Unfortunately, I was too late, so I had to leave when a level 28 Tauren gives me the duel question and says, let me kill you. That's just weird. Not really. I've had the really? same thing happen. How, have you? Okay. What, are they just trying, are, are they just wanting you to stand there while they try different stuff, or? Essentially, uh, actually this very similar situation. It was a crossroads under attack. I went there at the time with my 60, when that yeah. was cap. Yeah. And, you know, we cleared out all the pains in the bud who were attacking. And I, I think it was like a level 12 warlock set, you know, duel, you know, challenged me to a duel. And I politely said, um, I think I'm a little over your head. I think I'm a little over your level. Yeah. And the answer I got back was, but you're just a hunter. Needless to say, they were down really fast. <laughs> See, you should have just, did you just melee him? <laughs> I one-shotted, but anyway. There you go. So, continuing on. <laughs> yes. um, I think, okay, what harm can happen? Now, being protection is awesome. So the duel starts. She runs up to me, and this happens. Dodge, 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 dodge for like 15 times. So she goes behind me. Now, I don't have my weapon drawn, so my shield is still on my back, and she's behind me, and this is what happens. Parry, block, parry, parry block for another 15 times and I'm rolling on the floor at this point so I get up and type can I just win now <laughs> she says yes so two hits and my, and blood axe has defeated Jasman in a duel so I'd like to shout out to Jasman for the entertainment it was so funny and bright in my day I have just a few shout outs I have the guilds Black Sunshine and Azura Mothrin Twiz and Monic on the Tyrannus server. I also have Earthshatter and KOTD from the Get With The Program guild on Magtheridon, which has my warrior, and my alts are with Tarmanoth, Azura Mothrin's little bro, with the Bear Cavalry guild. These guys are good friends to talk to on Vent, and Azutar and myself all go to the same school and are the ones who got me playing WoW. P.S. That little dot in the Rocky Mountains on your map cluster thing is me. Yay. By the way, I think me and Big V need to have a contest to see who hits 71st. Laugh out loud for the horde. Blood Axe, thanks for writing in. I'll tell you, man, you're um, you're going to beat me. I can tell you that right now. <laughs> that was a very quick contest, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'll tell you. I'm changing my hearthstone here pretty soon. You're you're gonna take you're gonna take me on that one. I'm pretty sure. But that is funny when uh, a little lower level wants to. I don't know what it is either because they can't hit you. Yeah. I don't know if it's just to see if they can or try out their PvP skills or I don't know. But yeah, I had a very similar situation. Although I got to admit the little snide hunter remark just kind of. I, I wasn't polite to just stand there and get hit. I just had to one shot him. I'm sorry. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> You know, last show, uh, if you'll remember, Zerilus of our patron guild, uh, Blossom and Blood, kind of like how I got it out right that time, had uh, sent in an email to us about uh, the move of contempt and, you know, the penance that um, she could pay and etc. Well, even after assuring her that the move of contempt was not for her, offered to uh, kill bunnies uh, as penance. And I said, hey, that is great. Kill 20. I get this email, and it says, Salutations, biggest of all these. As promised, sir, I have administered ruthless bashment upon a multitude of long-eared varmints. 
Attached is the evidence of each one confirming the punishment via killing blow announcement or combat log. I hope that whatever the flea-bitten glutes did to incur your wrath, this will do some small part to soothe the blazing rage of roaring fury in your soul. If not, I know where to find more of the little buggers. Best of fortune to you, Zeroless, Blossom and Blood Guild. P.S. A big V tabard would freaking rock. And if uh, you will uh, look on the website, there is a link, uh, and it is the link to the screenshots of all 20 bunnies that Zeroless sent packing. She took a picture of each one. Each one. And there's one she even says, for Big V! And like yells it out. That is just so cool. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I've never, I've, I've, I've never been like a battle cry before, but hey, that's awesome. So, 20 bunnies. That is, uh, that's great. I'm loving that. <laughs> yes, and he was loving it so much that he was nice enough to forward the email with pictures over to me. Yes. Gloating as he did. So I in turn had to send Zeroless an email crying and going, no, not you. You didn't. Okay, yes, you did. So we actually got an email back from Zeroless to, to me, but we'll let me read it out for you. And Zeroless writes, he, actually writes, he, H-E-E, he. Well, it came from the misunderstanding that I'd gotten the move of contempt, but since he told me to go ahead, it didn't feel right to back out. If you look closely at the shots, you'll see a few cases where it's still on the screen from where I was apologizing to and praying for the rabbits. Now I hug them and have given myself a rather shameful title for the next few weeks. I did at least try to confine most of the detonation to Outland, where I figure they've got to be some form of mutant super bunnies to survive out there right in the middle of all the air elementals, void walkers, and electric wind mummies. I know, they're still only bunnies. I'm prepared to make any amends necessary to you and the bunny gods. Wait a minute. You're playing both sides of the fence now? (laughs) Okay, well that's alright. Okay, I can live with that. I can share. I'm not a jealous cow. A bunny slaughter page is a fine idea, and its presence would be a small part of my penitence for the terrible things I've done. Honestly, not that terrible. (laughs) They're just freaking rabbits. As a matter of fact, hey, if you wanted to kill some more, that'd be great. Hey, hey, hey. Just saying. La, 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 la. (laughs) Anyway. That way, people can see it, then point at me and say, There! There is the person who blew up those tiny rabbits with that oversized gun. What a meanie head. (laughs) I keep telling myself. It wasn't as though the rabbits went to waste, though. I managed to make a couple of pieces of lot leather from all the poor bunny scraps. Of course, I realized what I must do. I must get a non-combat pet bunny and take care of it. And, if the bunny gods are really vengeful, perhaps when I'm not paying attention, it'll take care of me. Warmest regards and great to hear from you as always, Zeroless. P.S. That's no ordinary rabbit. <laughs> Actually, um, I'll throw in my best John Cleese there. That's no ordinary rabbit! So. But, yeah, it's great. So we will have the bunny slaughter page up for you to see each bunny that Zeroless killed to make amends to Big V. Hey, Zeroless, rock on for you. Any bunnies you want to kill, go for it. Don't listen to him. Anyway, thank you for sending all of that in. That was great. We get an email from Dickie from the Stealth Geek Podcast. Who writes, Say hey, Annie Ed, Dickie from the Stealth Geek Podcast, a.k.a. 
Corneth, level 67 rogue on the Thrall server. Just checking in. If you remember, last time I wrote, I was only level 42. That push to 70 is coming together for sure. I'm planning on having it by the end of the week, actually. Anyway, I've got something for you to look at and something for you to listen to. I found a band through a friend of mine. They're heavy metal and they're pretty awesome. The band is called Level 70 Elite Torrin Chieftain. Yes, that's correct. This is a horde heavy metal band. I've included two things that they have done that I know of. The first is this video of the song I Am Murloc. And the second is an MP3 I've attached called Rogues Do It From Behind. Give it a look, listen, I think you'll dig it. Anyway, it's a long road to 70, so I'm going to go back after it. For the horde, Dickie. Thank you. First, congrats on, like, almost being 70. I know that's a very hard push to do. And the memories. Look how far you've come. Oh, yeah. From being, I remember when you sent that in when you were level 42. It's like, wow, really? It's been that, wow, time flies. (laughs) Yeah. So that's awesome that you're going to be 70 very soon. And also awesome that you sent in, I have actually have heard of them. I actually heard of the I Am Murloc. And I know Blizzard uh, presently is doing a video contest for Rogues Do It From Behind, if I'm correct. Yes, you you are correct oh, indeed. I actually have news. Um, <laughs> so we're going to set the link up on the website. Oh, we got all these links. This is cool. But thank you for sending that in because, yeah, they are a lot of fun. That, that band is a lot of fun. And it's cool that Blizzard kind of acknowledges, like, you know, gives a nod to that in that respect that they're willing to do a contest with that song. Oh, yeah. And, you know, what's cool about the Level 70 Elite Tarn Chieftain is if you go to Silvermoon, uh, Silvermoon City, they're up on a balcony. Yes, yes, they are. Yeah. And you've got their manager down below them. And, you know, you can, if you emote to them, they'll emote back. Yes, I have seen that, and that is really awesome. I know, I'm not I mean, sure when they snuck that in there. I don't know. I just kind of happened into it one day. I was running through um, Silvermoon with uh, the Madge one day, and somehow or another, my cursor just crossed over them, and it said so-and-so from I'm like, really? Well, let me go over and check that out. And really, just, you know, it was a good time. That know? is that is really nice that they went ahead and did that. That, that. I mean, you just you have achieved it all when Blizzard puts you in the game. Yeah, exactly. You've definitely reached the, the pinnacle there. It'll never happen for us, but well, when, see, it can't happen for us because we actually are in the game. Yeah. Thank you, Dickie, for sending that in, and please let us know when you hit 70. Yeah. So so we can give cheers and huzzas. Yes. And uh, again, and we'll emote, yes. and, we'll emote and, and cheer and huzzah some more. <laughs> but yes, that is Dickie from the Stealth Geek Podcast. Please check him out because he's got a really, really fun podcast. <laughs> if you haven't heard him, go listen very fun stuff. We get a mystery solved here on uh, For the Horde Radio. And uh, on iTunes, we have a review by dot, dot, dot. Well, dot, dot, dot has written in and goes by uh, the name Zombie Skater, which, okay, that's just cool. <laughs> okay, you know, anything with zombies in it or killing bunnies or anything like that, I mean, I'm totally down with that. How I about mean, zombies killing bunnies? How about zombie bunnies? There you go. That's right. I mean, it's not quite the same effect, but, you know, actually it is because the zombie, uh, the, the bunnies already dead, okay? Then they become zombies. So, yeah, okay, yeah, zombie bunnies. All right. Well, I'm done now. And he writes. Yeah, I'm finished. Okay. So, Zombie Skater rides in and says, okay, well, I'm dot, dot, dot. 
I love your show, and well, I'm sorry that my account showed it as dot dot dot. Just got iTunes and first podcast, and well, I love the horde, and I'm glad that I subscribed to your podcast. We're glad you subscribed, also. Yes. Hey, we love it when people listen to us and tell us that they listen to us. <laughs> That's always the best. Thing. Yeah, really. Those first couple episodes, we were, it was sort of tumbleweeds and crickets. Anyway, I'm a 63 troll hunter on the Blood Furnace server with a 40 pally, 12 rogue, 22 shaman, and 22 warlock. To tell the truth, I love alts. I play for fun, and unlike my brother, the 70 freak, I, I don't care if I ever hit 70. I just want to have fun because I don't like to see people get too serious about the game. Well, you have come to the right place, bro. Well, I came back after a four-month break. I would like to tell you a story, though. Recently, I was on Warlock, and well, I was on the way to the beach at Ashenvale, and every Horde player knows the long walk from Crossroads to the beach takes like 30 minutes. The thing is, when I was walking there, there is a little gnome warrior killed my poor 21 Warlock. Well, he was higher level, skull to me, when he killed me. I rezzed and typed in slash emote, I'm going to get on my main and see how you like to get like to get camped. Well, I never found him again, but the thing is, while I was on my main, I went to the big alley town and, well, burned it to the ground with the help of a 70 pally. He probably hearthed with his tail between his legs. Now, before you say I was killing the town through anger, I did it for a good reason. See, alleys sprouted like crazy around the area, killing all the horde, so I gave him a taste of their own medicine. That's yeah. okay. Yeah, I'm down with that. Totally. I think I know the town you're talking about too. It's the one in Ashenvale. Yeah, it's probably. I'm, I can't I'm guess, remember the name. I'm guessing it's that one. Is that one right in the middle with the I lake? Think so I yeah. think that's the one he's talking about. And yeah, I've gone on raids too for that one. Oh yeah, I mean, damn night elves building a town right in the middle of the road. You got to swim around the place. No, oh, no, burn it down. Thank you for not taking the game seriously. Oh yeah, I mean that's. The people that we we seem to attract the not so much the more casual because I think we've got some pretty we've got some hardcore players but they're hardcore with tongue firmly planted in cheek they're having they're having a good time with it which that's, that's really that's really the, whole, the, point. the whole point of it I mean game so you know and above all else thank you for that fabulous review yes that was awesome and thank you for coming forward and we're glad to finally like oh finally we know who you are it's you that's we right. know it's you so that was awesome thank you so much for writing that great review and for writing in and for having such a cool name so in the uh, time that it that passed between between uh, when we were recording our emails, uh, we got another one in from uh, Garky, our uh, friends from Australia. And Garky writes, a little interesting uh, testimonial for you, oh, Aunt of Ed. <laughs> Oh, yes, you find me the aunt of Ed. I like that. Um, about a week and a half ago, the girlfriend and I were discussing our characters, and she said, I'm enjoying our hordies, but I think I still prefer alliance. And I was like, eh, fair enough. Being a consummate gamer, I'm comfortable on either side of the ugly. You choose which side's the worst side of the ugly. So, time passes. I discover a certain podcast. Psst, that's yours. And after listening to all, or most, of it, her attitude has changed. There we are, in Tenaris, stabbing some waste wonders, as you do, and a Dran warrior pops in and steals the mob we're heading for. Herself turns around and goes, Damn, Alliance! I thought you liked Alliance, I tease, to which she replies, Nah, Alliance are all idiots. Annie Ed has shown me the lot. I'm whored all the way now. <laughs> That's great. That's great. So, there you go. Is your loved one an Alliance player? 
Worried about your siblings' gnome alts? Well, put them on to FTH Radio and they will be cured. I made my mother listen to FTH Radio, and she deleted her 68 Night Elf Rogue and rolled a troll priest. My best friend was a gnome mage, and it was tearing us apart. But I made him listen to FTH Radio, and now he plays a Blood Elf Pally with me. Thanks, FTH Radio. Keep up the awesome. Big smile. Garky. Garky. <laughs> yeah, that was from him, by the way, uh, ladies and gentlemen. That that little uh, promo there, that was from Garky. <laughs> <laughs> Which was awesome. Oh, Thank yeah. You. Seriously, that's excellent. Thank you very much for, for the follow-up. And I'm glad that your girlfriend has seen the light and that we at For the Horde Radio were able to help. Yeah, I never really saw us as being kind of an intervention, but, you know, I guess we are. I guess so. Yeah, we, we swoop in there and show you how things are and point out that which you may have may not wanted to look at the ugly, but we put it out in front of you to stare at and gawk. Try. By God, we bring the ugly. To you. There's a new catchphrase. <laughs> FTH Radio, we bring, we bring the, the ugly, ugly to you. <laughs> To you. <laughs> we bring the ugly to you. Certain no restrictions to apply. <laughs> May cause nose bleeding, head explosion, rectal swelling. Uh. And that was our emails. Thank you to everyone who sent in an email and used the call in line and all of that other great stuff. Thank you so much. If you would like to send in an email, you can. Our email address is fthradio at gmail.com or to biggestv at biggestv at gmail.com. Of course, please check out our website. We got a lot of cool stuff up from this show. We got a lot of links. And, and of course, don't forget, for the Horrid Radio, the ultimate game link that will be up there. Our website address is www. For the Horde Radio.com. Oh, I forgot our call in line. Sorry. Our call in line number is 206 888 3130. And that brings us to the end of another episode of For the Horde Radio. We hope you enjoyed, and we will be back in another three weeks for an exciting nose bleeding, head exploding, Rectal swelling episode of So what do we want to do first? Do you want to just start reading these things? Or... Um, sure. All right. All righty then. <laughs> <laughs> hey, wait a minute. Wait, 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 wait. Just Annie Ed? Yep, uh, just Annie uh, Ed. Uh, but I'm sure there's a big V in there somewhere. <laughs> no, really, it's in there. You're making the cow cry. Anyway, <laughs> don't make the cow cry. <laughs> Sorry, to start over. That was mean. Uh, <laughs> all jerks in the emails will be played by <laughs> Big V.
No, but the homo hadn't responded yet, and it's funny how you don't then how old... Dear Lord, what the <laughs> hell? Can you get another? I'll give you crappy sort of crappy. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Jesus, this is great. All right. Do we want to do that again? Nope. <laughs> Without us cracking up. <laughs> <laughs> you killed Big V. That's awesome. <laughs> Can you get another? I'll give you crappy stuff. <laughs> <laughs> the dog's sitting here looking at me like, what is your problem? Dude, it's just a crappy sort of crappy. It's, come on. It's just the timing is great. <laughs> <laughs> Can you get another? <laughs> was okay, that worked out well. <laughs> okay. Right. Now you got me going. <laughs> okay. And further on down, it's not getting any easier. <laughs> no, it's not. I see that. All right.